The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You know what happens when you assume, like you assume that two teams that are shaky on defense won't play any defense. Well, you get a 1914 Thursday night NFL game. What a snooze fest. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. The best laid plans of mice, men, and sports prognosticators. This was supposed to be a high scoring, and there's no way that both teams were not going to end up in the 30s at Raymond James Stadium. Right? No, anyway, he had. Pretty effective offenses. The Patriots really effective. Bucks not so much, but close. And then you had defenses that were questionable, right? Questionable. And how did that work out? How did that work out? Well, the Patriots escape with a five-point win in Tampa, so they're three and two, and an offense that 
had been just gouging the eyes out of opponents. They had been averaging 456 yards the first four games. Uh, just complete domination. But through three quarters against the Bucks defense, that was not the case. That was not the case. Uh, you know, they, they were allowing just a ridiculous amount of yards. Now, Tampa ended up getting – see, this is where it's kind of misleading because Tampa ended up with 409 yards. And a lot of that in the fourth quarter when they were you know, desperately trying to play catch-up. But for three quarters, nada, nada at all. And so we did not get the track meet. It was a medley also of incomplete passes. Uh, you had that. You had penalties, a lot of penalties, missed field goals. Now, the positive person will say, hey, you know, Jameis Winston had a shot. The Bucks had an opportunity. At the end, they, they get that touchdown with a couple minutes to go in the game, and they had one final possession after that. So that, that, that was not a bad game. I look at it different. I look at it different. I look at all the penalties and all the incomplete passes. I wanted more offense. I needed more offense. I really needed more offense. <laughs> Trust me. I desperately needed more offense. <laughs> all right, anyway, so here's the deal. Listen. Uh, yeah, I was multitasking. Also, I was multitasking. I had a, uh, a busy, a busy day. Well, more on that later. Let's get to the question. Let's talk about this Patriot Bucks game. Does this Thursday night game? Does this Thursday night game end up saying more about the Patriots that they're back defensively, even though the Bucks got a bunch of yards in the fourth quarter, or does it say more about the Buccaneers? being unable for three quarters to effectively matriculate the ball down the field. Now, my answer, I'm going to go with Tampa on this. To me, it says more about Tampa. Now, my thoughts on the Buccaneers, overpraised, pretenders, you've got inconsistent, and I'm going to toss as a curveball Michelle Obama. How am I going to work Michelle Obama into this? I will explain. That's, I'm going to pay this off here in a moment. Yeah, that's a surprise. That's a little plot twist. Uh, the first thing, though, we know the Bucks celebrated. They were the popular pick by popular people, the mainstream NFL media, all about Tampa. The football pundits laid it on thick. They were aroused by the level of offensive firepower that Buccaneers had put together with Deshaun Watson coming in. You add the fact that they were on hard knocks, getting the full NFL media treatment, the propaganda arm of the NFL laid it on thick. And so, obviously, they were overpraised. Now, does that mean that Tampa's a bad team? No, they're 2-2. Two and two. Certainly, they're not a great team, and they're just an average NFL team after four games. They didn't play the first game because of the Hurricanes. But they're just it's not spectacular. This game against the Patriots, even though it was a short week and you can make all kinds of excuses, this was a placement test is what it was. New England, as we had talked about, we we mentioned the 456 yards they were allowing, almost 500 yards per game, an NFL high. And they had been slaughtered by everyone defensively. They couldn't stop anybody. Every quarterback had dominated them. Short week, you, you figured little time for Bill Belichick to make any meaningful adjustments with personnel. And yet Tampa looked like they had taken some – uh, tranquilizers before the game, the way they started that the, the first three quarters of that game and, and until the fourth quarter. It's hard to do much 
it's really difficult to do much of anything when you're playing in a trance-like state, and that's what the Bucks appeared to be doing. And, and it wasn't just them. Both teams were sloppy. The Patriots had dropped passes. They committed their, their share, more penalties. Tom Brady had some bad throws himself. Could Nick Folk have helped if he had not missed three field goals? Absolutely. And he'll be fired, right? He'll lose his job. But you shouldn't depend. I learned this from a former quarterback. I forget who. You should not depend on your idiot kicker to bail you out. I learned that from someone many years ago, and I feel like it's good advice. Touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. That way you don't depend on a soccer player to help you win the game. Touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. Now, Dirk Cutter, the coach for now of the Buccaneers, was noncommittal when asked about Nick Folk's future on the team. That is code for, he gone, as Hawk Carrollson would say. He is out of there. He is out of there. Now, Dirk Cutter was trying to put a positive body spray on this, this loss. Again, a loss, we point out, the Patriots giving up almost 500 yards per game, First three quarters, pretty much nothing uh, of note against the Patriots' defense. But Dirk Cutter trying to be a positive coach, right? He's trying to find the positive. You win and lose it as, as a team. Really? But, uh, you know, the defense the defense did their fair share to get it done. Uh, they get that field goal at the end off an onside kick. They had the punt return that set up another score. So really just proud of the, proud of the way the defense uh, played. <laughs> Very proud. Yes, tremendous. The glass is half full. There might be a crack in it, but there's still a lot of water. Right? Still a lot of water. Again, that Bucks offense was going against a team that I don't believe will be compared to the 2000 Ravens or the mid-'80s Chicago Bears. I don't believe that's the case. I don't think that's going. Somewhere, Roberto Aguayo uh, is smiling. Uh, right? Uh, Aguayo, he's got a big smile on his face. I don't know where he is. He's not on an NFL roster, but he is very happy right now. He's like, hey, call me back. I'll come back. Holler back now. What has the sports world come to? We're talking about idiot kickers. I know. Yes, we are. Now, the second point here as we talk on Fox Sports Radio, famous Jameis Winston. Pretender, not a pretender. I'm going pretender. Because uh, when you, you hear Winston and you say, well, he's elite, you hear that conversation, Jameis Winston's elite. Am I missing something here? Now, I just recently got glasses. Maybe I need a, a new prescription for my glasses because I don't see that. I, what is, what, I, I know that he has some big games now and again, and he did finish, I believe, with 300 yards. It felt empty, though. Consistency matters, right? Famous Jameis is madly inconsistent. And I would like to quote now Michelle Obama's speech in reverse when it comes to Jameis Winston. When receivers go low, you throw high. When receivers go high, you throw low. That's how Jameis Winston plays quarterback. Rinse, wash, repeat, whatever you got to do. It does not matter that you have Deshaun Watson, Mike Evans, all these other guys. You can have Jerry Rice in his prime and Randy Moss. The timing, the synergy is not there on a regular basis. Now, it is sometimes. I mean, Winston can come back in the next game and light the world on fire. But you can't rely on him. You can't trust him. It's not like the Patriots. We're in his face all night. In fact, it's just the opposite. New England, they their pressure rate, according to the advanced statistical nerds that keep track of this stuff, they were putting pressure on the Buccaneers quarterback less than 15% of the time. All right, less than 15% of the time. So that means most of the, the snaps, when Winston was going back to throw, he did not have pressure. 
They define pressure as a defender within two yards of the quarterback. And even with that, Winston in those spots is six times, two of six for 19 yards under pressure. So this entire team not ready for prime time. Again, supposed to be a high-powered offense. They've now lost to the Vikings backup quarterback and were contained by a Patriot defense that had the toughness uh, of Boston baked beans, right? Uh, The way they had been able to just stop no one, no one at all. So the the final word here, I would would like to give a game ball to the officials because I think, I don't know about you, but when you want to pay attention to a Thursday night game, you want to see a combined 21 penalties and 178 penalty yards. God forbid, God forbid you let a few penalties go. No, no, no. I get, I get some face time. Got to get some face time for the officials on television. It's embarrassing. And might I add unnecessary, would the game have been less enjoyable if a few penalties had been allowed? Would it have been, I can't watch it because you know, they're the letting penalties go by. The Patriots themselves had 12 penalties for 108 yards. But the uh, the Buccaneers though, they had the they had the big one. They had the big one. Down by 9. You saw it, right? Third and goal and uh, Jameis Winston incomplete from the 13. Uh they it was it was a terrible penalty in that uh, in that spot. He was scrambling. But an illegal use of hands penalty by one of their dopey offensive linemen there and that uh, that was a backbreaker of sorts, but they weren't going to win the game anyway. All right, so Ben Mather show on Fox, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. What's up, hockey right fan? Over, yeah. Well, listen, the season opens, Eddie. The curtain goes up on the NHL, and, yeah. I, and the Kings would not have won that game. We were hanging out together, me and Eddie bonding at uh, the, uh, the Staples Center in L.A. there watching – some hockey. I was double dipping though. I had the. I was listening to the uh, the football game. I understand. But uh, yeah, nice and uh, the Kings are back. They are back. They have just sent a message to the NFL or the NHL rather. Defense. And the NFL. You know what? Yes. They sent a message to the NFL too. I don't know if the NFL is listening, but they no. also did. John that. Stevens has the top winning percentage. He's in never Kings lost history. as Kings head coach. And uh, and I got to tell you, this Jonathan Quick, he's uh, he did not get hurt. Yes, yeah. made it through. So. That's uh, not, not bad. It is a Much great better. month, isn't it? Don't you love October? October is my good. favorite month. The weather love changes it. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it gets a little, a little cooler. cooler. Big yeah. guys like us like a little cooler weather. Yeah. You've got your football, you've got your hockey, and then you've got your postseason baseball. Not love bad. it. Yeah. Good and, stuff. Uh, I got it. Very impressive, by the way, also, you know, since we're talking hockey, I got to say the Pittsburgh Penguins, the favorites to win the Stanley Cup by many, very impressive performance there. Solid. Solid, solid. You can you lose by nine goals at any moment, right? Yes, could happen. That's quite a blowout. Yeah, that's <laughs> just, uh, uh, hey. that's like that's like fifty to seven in football. Is Maybe, that yeah? Okay, it's not, it's not good. But that, not by good, the end no. of the year, they'll be fine. It, they're oh, little, I don't think they start. will. I think they really. Should, I should. They should hit the panic button right now. They should absolutely hit the panic button. Sidney Crosby and send him no, down to the no. minors. He'll get hurt. They they all suck. Phil Kessel's fat again. They, you know I, I don't care. They're terrible. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. How about that for some hot hockey talk? Oh, incendiary. Yeah. What they do to our spot, though, they put they put a new room up where we usually sit there, Eddie. They blocked off some of I, our they, space there. I know. We had so much space before. We could walk around. I, I, and... feel, I feel like my space has been invaded I here. I don't like it. But uh, no one else cares about it. I know. No one, no, no one needs to worry did about it. Did you that. have a cupcake, by the way? I did not. Well, they were I did good. have a little brownie bite, though. 
A brownie bite? They have these little brownie bite things. I didn't see that. Yeah. I'm trying to watch my calories, Eddie. Of so course. I figured I could eat like two or three brownie bites instead of one cupcake. <laughs> well, so I thought it was, they were like little brownie squares that they had there. Now, Ben, you said strategy. in your single days you would have put some of those in your bag, right? I would have. No, <laughs> in, in my, Danny, let me explain this. In my big eating days, I would have had four cupcakes and four to go. Okay? I would have had four cupcakes. And I would have had double-fisted the chocolate chip cookies. I would have done that as well. Uh, I would have that they have these big things of kettle corn. Uh, I would have eaten uh, half of the, the the thing of kettle corn. Yeah, I mean, I would have just gone for it. So I sat as far away as I could from the food just so I wouldn't be tempted to walk over and uh, partake. So if I'd sat closer, I would have just been putting my hand in the plate of food that was there and just eating. So yeah. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, and I, we are aware that the playoffs are underway, how about those Astros? Jose, 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 Jose. We'll get to that. It's on my list. It's on my list. On my list. The uh, Astros playing home run derby against the formerly great Chris Sale, who's no longer great. And someone let the Yankees know that they, they, it was not a one-game postseason. That just because you beat up the Minnesota Twins does not mean that you've won everything. I know they celebrated very well. They had a great celebration. I'm, I'm not against that. I'm not against that. But you might want to follow that game up with you know, possibly – Staying off a breaking pitch low and away, maybe, against Trevor Bauer, possibly. I'm just throwing that out there. I know I'm not a baseball player, but I'm just just an idea. Just an idea from a voice in the night. All right, well, we'll take your phone calls. Have I given out the number? I don't even know. I have not given out the number. All right, here's the number. I give it out once an hour. This is it. Call right now. If you don't call, I don't care. We'll just talk amongst yourselves. 877-99 on Fox. 877 996 Six three six nine. We are also, we are also on Twitter at Ben Maller and Facebook Ben Maller Show. If you want to reach me on there, be part of uh, the festivities and uh, cheater, not a cheater. We'll get to that. It's a fun game. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. And I'm live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's the Nocturnal Colonel, Ben Maller. When I hear that King Eddie drop... It fascinates me that that guy, when he called us from jail, was great. We loved him, and then he got out of jail, and that's it. He's like a one-hit wonder. When he was in, he, he called us from jail because he, he claimed he had some sleep condition that he couldn't, he couldn't sleep more than two hours a night. So they gave him a phone, and he he'd call us. It was in Wyoming, right? I think it was in Wyoming, and and then he got out of jail, and then that, that was it. We have a few of those guys. Yeah. You know, we're better when you're in jail. Yeah. If if they ever start letting people out of jails, we're screwed. I have nobody listening. This guy, Mike, Eddie, says that uh, we should have let him know that we were going to be at that hockey game. He would have brought Bailey up to see us. How about that? I've met Bailey before. I'm a big I've fan. Ne- I've never met Bailey. Yeah. I have a photo with Chuck the Condor. That's unfortunate. Great mascot, Chuck the Condor. I'd like to get a photo with Bailey, though. I've never done that. I have a photo with me, Bailey, and the Stanley Cup. Uh, you don't need to brag. There's no need to <laughs> brag about that. I have a picture with uh, Billy the Marlin. How about that? That's old. That's old school. That's okay. And uh, who uh, the the gorilla from Phoenix? Me and the gorilla took a photo together in Phoenix. We did did that. Actually, it was in L.A. They were he was in L.A. And then the he was in L.A. Was yes, he, for at, a birthday party. Yeah, Chuck the yeah. Condor's birthday party. <laughs> yeah, 
fun. They do that in all sports. It's a good gimmick. Yeah. I like it. I'm all I'm all about that. That's good if you're a mascot. I assume they fly you in and you get to it's a great do gig. your thing. It's not uh, unless you're in Mexico City and there's an earthquake and you're wearing your costume <laughs> on a bridge. In Mexico City, well, then pa- it's not so there's, good. There's padding in there; it can you know, help protect you. The Royals or Twins mascot, you're like, wait a minute here, this is not a good idea. You know, I'm all about it, but come on, man. Don't. Big boy's upset. He's claiming that someone at our affiliate in Rochester fell asleep because he's getting dead air, and he's very, <laughs> very upset about that. And uh, I, I got to tell you, big boy, I don't think uh, can we do anything about this, Danny? If, if a board op falls asleep there, are we uh, yeah. Yeah. We can call 911. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> sure everything's okay. There's probably a snafu. Uh, Danny G. Rodeo writes in, says, Ben, can you please start clapping on the air? It's very <laughs> uh, very funny. I mean therapeutic. I don't clap. I don't do that. There's yeah, no. Do. I don't need acknowledgement. Uh, I don't need applause. I don't it do the show It is funny. Every that. time you yeah. do it, it does crap. I don't out. clap. You do. Don't, it, that's Danny G. Actually, that's Coop. I don't do that. And he's telling the truth. It's just Ben running around his studio. And I don't. Again, you His guys thighs. are you guys thighs. are making Ooh. that up. You guys are making that up here because you're jealous. You're jealous of the applause that Coop, my producer, who's always got my back, uh, gives me on the show. So uh, let's go to the phones right now, and we will get in a moment. A cheater or not a cheater? Let's go to Pete in Pittsburgh, who apparently has, uh, has come out of hiding and he's crawled up out of the sewer, and he's calling us right now. Hello, Peter. Hey, Ben, you know, I've been listening to your show, and uh, you're in the top of your game, brother. Just like the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, I want to talk sports tonight. I'm not here to entertain people about my miserable life, how depressed, you know. You like to laugh at me, Ben, but I'm beyond that right now. I was watching the Thursday night football game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus New England Patriots. I bet on Tampa they pushed it five. Okay, that was okay. Well, you're you're lucky. You're lucky that they pushed it five because some people I know that some people got the number lower and then they lost. The so. game was boring. I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yeah. You know, like when we watch the game, we have a Hall of Fame quarterback with Big Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, this not, is he's, our he's not year. That good you're still what's that? He's not that good anymore. Oh, he's a Hall of Famer, so you can't say he's not that good. But beyond, I can't. I just, I just said it. I just said he's not that. Okay, I don't right now. My point is that whenever Pittsburgh watches football, that is football. We are the heartbeat of the entire country in this city. Why are you laughing, Ben? This is sincere. You're just ridiculous. It's you know, silly. Mike Tomlin, he, he didn't want the team to come out of the locker room so we wouldn't get caught up in the mess. But it backfired. People thought we were just standing well, they hid, up. They, the hid in, they hid in the tunnel. They, didn't, they weren't in the locker room. They, they didn't hide in the tunnel. They were hiding they in the tunnel. We are different than the rest of the league because every Pittsburgher knows we're different. We're Steeler fans. We well, are not every Steeler because one of their players stood up for the anthem. So not You everybody. don't understand. You have teams that come and go in L.A., Ben. This yeah. is our heart. This is our identity. This is beyond even me, one of the greatest radio callers in the country. Uh, again, you're is, much like Ben Roethlisberger. You had your time. You were great. You had a good run. You might run. not like my personality, but that doesn't stop what I've accomplished the same as uh, Ben. Again, yes, your accomplishments in the past, but in the present right now. And I'd love to see a, a return to glory, the return of Pete in Pittsburgh. You know, no more depression. No, man, I'm, no gonna, more I'm gonna headaches. be 38 years old. I make money now. I'm not the same guy. You're not making any money. You're still working at the strip club. Come on. 
Okay, see, this is how you try to distract me from. The I'm point. not distracting it, you at all. You've you no, and you got banned. Ban. You I'm got banned from Twitter. And stay at home and try to be in radio and think I'm a nerd. Okay? <laughs> no, I've done do. different things. You, how many how many times have you begged me for a job? I've been, I'm a gambler. I'm an alcohol. I drink a lot. I know I you call when you're weed. drunk. I I'm do aware. things you don't do. That's the difference. But I, you well, know, I'm a, deep down, I'm as talented as you. But we're not going to go down that road right now. Well, you're as talented as me at drinking. Yes, that is correct. I'm as talented as you in entertainment. I just a, don't have the structure because your family was a tight-knit Jewish family, and I was a uh, half-Catholic, <laughs> half-Jew, so it's different. It's different Racist. That's not, that's not all right. offensive See, at all. This is what you do. Yeah. No one cares about me. We're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Seven. Right. We're going to get the I, seven. Uh, we're going in circles. I, I got I to go. Okay, come yeah. out tonight. Represent Pittsburgh tonight, everybody. All right. Go away. Thank you. All right. Jeez, there he is. A man, uh, you need a fainting couch, uh, couch when he calls up there. Right? It's just uh, ridiculous. All right, so the Ben Mather Show on Fox Sports Radio. We will get to cheater or not a cheater and move to China. Move to China, double whammy. A little double whammy action. We'll get to all that right now, though. Right now, let's get you the... Latest in Eddie Garcia. Well, Ben, postseason baseball, we had a couple of games. Opening game of the American League Divisional Series in Houston, where the Astros beat the Red Sox 8-2. to They beat him up, Eddie. The Jose game was not even Altuve. close. Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve. Little man with a big bat. Had Jose, three Jose, home runs, Jose, Jose. Three he, solo homers. He's diminutive, Eddie. He is. Uh, <laughs> but he can hit the ball out. Tenth player ever to hit three home runs in a postseason game. Justin Verlander gets the win. He has not lost since putting on that Astros uniform. Now 6-0, 5-0 in the regular season, 1-0 in the postseason. And Chris Sale in his first ever postseason start, not good. Uh, He took the loss, allowing seven runs in five innings. The other ALDS was in Cleveland, where the Indians blanked the Yankees 4-0. Trevor Bauer took a no-hitter into the sixth inning, finished with six and two-thirds shutout innings, allowing two hits, eight strikeouts in the win. And Jay Bruce drove in three runs, including a two-run homer in that victory for the Tribe. Week 5 of the NFL got underway with a Thursday night game in Tampa. Buccaneers hold off the, excuse me, Patriots hold off the Buccaneers for a 19-14 win. Tampa did have a shot at the end to try and get the win. They had a pass from 19 yards out into the end zone, incomplete as time expired. Nick Folk, their kicker, had a tough night going 0 for 3 on field goals. Tom Brady had a TD pass for New England, and their kicker, Steven Guskowski, was 4 for 4 in field goals. New England is now 3-2 with that victory. Tampa Bay drops to 2-2 on the season. This report's brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Ben lost in the shuffle of postseason baseball in an NFL game. We had two top 25 college football teams going at it. NC State outscored Louisville 39-25. to Reigning Heisman Trophy winner quarterback Lamar Jackson had three touchdowns for Louisville. One passing, two rushing, but not enough. The Wolfpack are now 5-1 on the season, 3-0 in the ACC. All right, thank you for that, Eddie. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit to Geico. Go visit geico.com. All right, so cheater or not a cheater, we, it's been a big week for sports apologies. We take you now to the Arizona Diamondbacks Clubhouse where during the NL wildcard game, it was determined as Arizona beat the Rockies that one of the coaches for the Diamondbacks was wearing the now infamous Apple Watch in the dugout. That's a no-no. That's a no-no, right? The Red Sox got in all kinds of trouble for that. They got reprimanded by the commissioner of baseball. But 
Ariel Prieto, the one of the coaches for the Diamondbacks, was wearing the Apple Watch. He was spotted on television there, and he had a come-to-Jesus moment. He told reporters, oh, my God, I did not cheat at all. I, the, the, the watch was on airplane mode. Oh, That's what he said. no. He apologized, said that he was not trying to cheat in any way. Uh, anyway, he says he shuts off the Wi-Fi communication, the capabilities to communicate uh, via the, uh, the web, if you will. Uh, he goes into airplane mode uh, during the game. Claims uh, that is that is the case. He's a an extra coach for the Diamondbacks. He's also an interpreter for uh, Arizona. I'm so sorry. I would like to see baseball have everyone use the Apple Watch. That's what I would like to see. I want everyone. They should have Apple as a sponsor and pass them out in the dugouts. That's what they ought to do. Now, I am, I'm going to change my position if Arizona somehow shocks the world and beats the Dodgers. But this is not cheating. This is not cheating. Right? And, and, and the, the argument as far as the, the signs with, you know, the, the, the whole point of, of signs is you're trying to hide it from the other team. If you do a bad job, like I, I, I've yet to hear, and I know the Red Sox got caught with this and they got in trouble with the commissioner's office, but it was like a minor thing. And the Yankees have been doing some shenanigans, not with this, but they got caught doing their own thing. Like, if I'm managing a big league team, and I believe I'm more than qualified to manage uh, than some of these bozos that are managing big league teams right now, but if you hired me as a manager, I would go into every game paranoid, convinced that all of my signs were going to be stolen. I, 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 it's not maybe anxiety. I don't think that's what I would have because I would just assume that the other team is trying to steal signs. Why? Because I would be trying to use my super secret decoder ring to figure out what the other team is doing, right? And if the other team figures it out, then, then you're really bad at giving the signs out. But someone explained to me, and I've yet to hear, and I know that we talked about the Red Sox thing a couple months ago when they got caught uh, with the Yankees, and they admitted, hey, we did it. Like, what exact, what, what real edge are they gaining, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally serious here. Like, I guess watching TV in the press box and then someone's sending messages to the Apple Watch, that's what's going on there. But is there, I know there's about 30 seconds roughly between pitches. Some pitchers, like two minutes, depending on who's pitching. But you're telling me that these guys, these baseball players, are that, that sharp, they're on their edge, their game there, that they, they can have someone in the press box see the sign, then send a message to a coach in the dugout, and then that coach can relay that message to the player on the field. And all of that can take place, and that is a competitive advantage that the team gets. Now, maybe I'm naive here. I find that hard to believe. I find that hard to believe. Uh, ben Maller show on Fox. On Fox. Let's go now to Travis, who's in Southern California on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Travis. Hey, how's it going? Travis, if I oh, – you're in Canada. Excuse me. You're not in California. You're in Canada, which is about as far away from California as you can get. Uh, if I was any better, I would be a Jay, but not a Blue Jay because they didn't make the playoffs and they didn't come really close to making the playoffs. <laughs> You know what? That's not even one of the three things I wanted to ask you about. Really? You managed to hit me below the belt early, man. That's rough. That's a body blow. That's rough. That's a, uh, like, it was kind of like Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor when McGregor would punch Mayweather in the back of the head. Kind of like. How dare you? 
How dare you, Ben? Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> well, you know what? Honestly, you you got the ball rolling in the right direction. Yeah. I feel like a total loser sports fan, and we Canadians are nice people, so I don't want to be bitter, but I have to explain myself to you. Well, uh, sit down on my couch here. I am a therapist. I am a trained radio therapist. I have given out advice to athletes and coaches and just regular people. So I'm a doctor. Just, I am a shrink. That is what I do here. So uh, why don't you sit down there and talk to your doctor here, and let's, let's help you out here. Okay. I'm going to start with this is like um, I, I got a 50-50 case of big-time suck in my NFL fandom. Okay. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Here on the north side of the border, and you know what? I was talking a lot of smack this week. I build cars, so there's a lot of manly men that like to talk their sports. A lot of testosterone, sure. I got you. Oh. That's just like here. We a lot of testosterone at Fox Sports Radio. A lot of it. And you know what? I I even told a personal friend, another Cowboys fan, that in a survival pool, I would recommend. This is the week that this was was not is. It's dead now. Yeah, was the week for our Dallas Cowboys? Oh, against the Rams? The against the Rams? Oh, yeah. All right. I feel like I feel like you're the rambling man. I feel. I, I'm going to be a good therapist. Get to the point, please. All right. In one sentence, Travis, I would like you to sum up for the guy in Beaver Dam and the guy in Sheboygan. I want you to sum up what your problem is right now. Go ahead. My problem is all of my teams suck. Yeah. The Cowboys suck right now. Uh-huh. The Hamilton Ticats season is done. It's terrible. The hands of our arch rivals, yeah. the Argos. Yeah. All right, uh, now, now you have two options, all right? You have two options. Now, I don't have this because my teams are great. The Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Clippers are the favorites to win the NBA championship. <laughs> the, the Dodgers are about to win the World Series. So I, I, I don't know what this is like. But uh, you have two options. You can either suck it up and just deal with it, or you can forget all your teams and become a degenerate gambler. And just bet on teams randomly every week. So those are your options. Or you can just pick whoever's got the best record, and you can be the bandwagon jumping fan, and then just whoever's good, just follow that team. Like, if, if you, it, well, you are. You are a big bandwagon fan. But like, if you were to leave the Cowboys, what team would you go to? Like, who? Because there's no uh, Kansas City's great. They're the only unbeaten team, but they're not a guarantee to win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs, right? They. They're good, but there's not a guarantee there. Okay, well, I'll, yeah. I'll make you a deal, Ben. I'll call you on Sunday night and let you know if I'm a Cowboys fan or a Packers fan. Oh, that? okay, I like that. All right, thank you, Travis. Get out of here. There you go. That'd be that'd be seven hundred dollars for that therapy session. Send it to Care of Fox Sports Radio, the Ben Maller Show. I, I expect payment there. Well, what, 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 yeah, I am a therapist for introverts. That guy didn't sound like a. Uh, a shrinking violet, though. He sounded like he's the life of the party. Didn't that guy sound like he's a good time? Like he's, you know, he's, he's a talker. That guy's a talker. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. On Fox, let's say hello to Jed, who fled, who's next. We're going to have the NFL pick him. We'll get to that coming up here in a moment. So we look forward to that. And we'll also pay off the, you might as well move to China. Hello, Jed, who fled. Hey, would you like to go ahead and do a live read as well before you let me get on the air? Yes, absolutely. Let me tell you about my friends ben, at tell sl- me about Sleep the bed. Number. Tell sleep me about Number. Bed, right? Yeah, I love Sleep Number. Now, this is not a paid commercial, 
But if it was a paid commercial, I'd still tell you about Sleep Number because I love Sleep Number. It's an amazing bed. In fact, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, the first half, they were sleeping on Sleep Number beds. That's why they didn't score many points in the first half. They were snoozing. And uh, who else? The Pittsburgh Penguins, they were sleeping on Sleep Number beds because they couldn't do much of anything, right? And the board operator at WHTK. In Rochester. Also sleeping on a Sleep Number bed. Possibly. Could be. And our security guard. Yes, our comic book-loving security guard also on a Sleep Number bed. What do they all have in common? They sleep well. They don't do a lot of work, but they're on Sleep Number beds. Am I still on the live air? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, ben, I've got to say one thing. First of all, Pittsburgh, it, it licks troll anus. And, Pete, we will never get tired of laughing at the state of your life. So just just deal with that, you know. It's not. And, uh, Ben. Yes, yes. If, if we ever have one of those, you know, meet and greets again, and I uh, I don't happen to be incarcerated, which I'll check in tomorrow. i got a bad feeling about it. But now I'm able to make it to it. And Pete's there. I may have to deck him if he ever implies that he's got half the talent that you have. Well, I, I like the fact that, Jed, see, I give you credit, because unlike a lot of these guys that are in the in the joint and then they get out and they stop listening or whatever, you you have cranked it up. So you did a little time there. But you have been loyal. You have stayed with us. You have supported the show. You're not one of these fly-by-night guys that gets out of jail and, like, I used your show when you were in jail, Ben, but now that I'm out, screw you. No. You're on the straight and narrow now. You haven't gotten arrested yet, yet. again, Jed, have you? You've, no, I yeah. have no. Well, right. you stammered like you weren't sure. No, I haven't. I All still right. check in monthly. I got a, I don't got a good feeling about the, the random UA that might come up this situation, but the, tomorrow. Yeah, but, I got but, uh, you. Hey, I got you. You know, uh, I'll right. be okay. Listen, these millennials, I've had to, I'll be calling in more often, hopefully. All right. All right. I'm not, I, got, I, I got to go now. They're yelling at me, though. I, 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 must, I must run. But thank you, Jed. There he goes. Uh, the great Jed who fled. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. So if you have DirecTV and you are a Pac-12 fan, like you're in Seattle or anywhere in the state of Oregon or Arizona or many of these schools in California, and you cannot watch the Pac-12 network on DirecTV. It's not available. But the good news is if you want to watch the Pac-12 network, rather than just get cable, if you don't want to get cable or you're happy with DirecTV, the other option is you can move to China because the Pac-12 networks – has announced they will broadcast some of their, uh, I guess the, the, the channel is going to be broadcast in parts of China. Uh, so this is, this is great. They, they had, it's easier to work out a deal with the Chinese people uh, that run ca- a television in China than it is direct TV, apparently, for them. They, they, could not, they could not work out a deal. Eddie. I did not have anything to do with that. I don't control any of these sound bites. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We're going to get momentarily, we will get two. The NFL pick him. The NFL pick him. Here's the who am I game, though. I am a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Who? Who's been a consistent starting quarterback who's also gone now 10 straight regular season games without going over 300 yards passing. Again, Super Bowl winning quarterback, regular starter. I've gone 10 straight regular season games now without going over 300 passing yards. Who am I? Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's the emissary of embellishment, Ben Maller. We'll have the NFL pick him. Also next hour, Benny versus the Penny for the full hour. We'll break down every game coming up this weekend 
in the NFL. But here's the Who Am I game. I am a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Who? Who's gone 10 straight regular season games without passing for 300 yards or more. Who am I? That is the question. What's the answer? Uh, let's see here. Billy is, oh, that's our, fr- our friend Weedman Hippie. Uh, he's going with Russell Wilson. He says, I'm not cheating. He just sucks. Manic Mike's got Tom Brady. Ted got it right. Clearly cheating. Ernie's going with Jared Lorenzen as his answer. Brad says, it's got to be Joe Flacco. Got to be Joe Flacco. John says, Dieter Brock. Phil Robertson from Rob in Vegas. A lot of Joe Flacco guesses. Alex chipped, uh, chipped in with that. Several other people. Mr. Ed from AJ. Jim McMahon, guessed by Sean in Portland. All right. Do you have an answer, Eddie? It's not Morton Anderson, guessed by Lamont. Is it Elijah Manning? Elijah Manning. No, it is not Elijah Manning. The correct answer. Your guy, Eddie, Ben Roethlisberger. He's not had a 300-yard passing game for 10 straight regular season games. Obviously going back to last year. Longest drought in almost a decade for Ben Roethlisberger. Joe Flacco has gone seven straight games with less than 300 yards. He had a 28-yard game against Jacksonville. And Russell Wilson's gone uh, one game without 300 yards. He had 373 yards back in week three in a loss to the Tennessee Titans for Seattle. All right, let's do it right now. Here we go. It's the NFL pick. And by the way, Eddie, Bailey, friend of the show. Mascot Bailey of the LA Kings, friend of the show, Eddie. Of course he is. So, No, seriously. That's pretty cool. He's moving up my mascot pecking order. Still also, behind. Also, Dieter Rule. Do you know Dieter Rule? Yeah, Ruhl? Dieter's cool. Yeah. Dieter's a cool guy, yeah. He does, he, all, he, he does all the music All right, we're wasting Dodgers time. We got Kings. Not now, Eddie. Later, Eddie. All right, go ahead. All right, who's going first? We're short on time, Coop, so just whisper who I don't <laughs> really care. I mean, Danny G Radio. Hell yeah. yeah. Right. Thank one, you, Altuve. One, one lucky pick. All yeah, right, sure. we got to pick a wide receiver. Two wide receivers, running back, tight end, quarterback. Danny G, go. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. All right, I will take Le'Veon Bell. Eddie. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, number 30. Coop. Ezekiel Elliott. All right. Run, all the running backs Everybody are gone. Backs. All right. <laughs> uh, who you got, Coop? Aaron Rodgers. Damn it. Uh, all right. Uh, one more, uh, Eddie. Uh, I will go with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's off the board. Uh, back to me. I'll take Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham Jr. Danny G. Jordy Nelson. All right. One more. And let's see. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. All right. Back to me. I'll take uh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Eddie. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Coop, back to back. Hurry up. I will go with Doug Baldwin. All right. (laughs) And uh, Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns. All right, Eddie. Matthew Stafford. All right, I'll go with A.J. Green of the Bengals. Danny G. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. One more. Uh, Let's see. Hurry up. uh, Hurry up. The Bills' Charles Clay. Charles Clay. Packers' defense sucks. Uh, Give me Dak Prescott. Eddie. Jason Witten. Coop. Uh, Hunter Henry. We got it in. We got it in. Yeah. It is going to be man versus metal. Every single stinking NFL game Sunday and Monday sliced up, analyzed, dissected. The preamble, the lead up to the week five, the meat and potatoes of week five in the NFL. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 
15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, before we get to Benny versus the Penny, can you have a quarterback throw for over 330 yards and still have a bad game with no interceptions? The answer is yes. The answer is absolutely yes. The answer is Jameis Winston in the Thursday night NFL game because Winston did not have an interception. He had a touchdown pass, 334 yards passing, and you know what else? He sucked uh, against the worst pass defense in pro football for three quarters. Uh, Jameis Winston and the Bucks were a non-factor, non-factor. And if you you break down first 22 pass attempts for Jameis Winston. In that game, the the Buccaneers had 91 yards of offense. That's a, a little over four yards per pass attempt. <laughs> it, was, it was brutal. It's absolutely brutal. The final score was competitive. It was a five-point game. The Patriots won. Uh, so I, I can't say the Patriots' defense is back. Uh, I could certainly say that Jameis Winston uh, got a uh, – I'm going to go a D-minus on that. That's a D-minus performance by Jameis Winston. All right, very good. With that being said here, this hour different than all other hours. Why is this hour different than all other hours? No calls. No calls. We'll be breaking down every NFL game, but we will engage you, so you'll be part of the show. Don't worry. What about me? I listen. I want to be. All right, you'll be part of it. Tweet at me. I'll ask you some questions throughout the week or throughout the hour. Not the week, but throughout the hour. All right, you ready? Here we go. Let's do this. Welcome, players. You're welcome. Are you up for more Maller Mayhem? It's time now. The Benny versus the Penny. And away we go. It's week five in the NFL. You will not hear us analyze the Denver Broncos. We will not say anything about the New Orleans Saints. We will completely ignore the Washington Redskins, and we will point our finger and laugh at the Atlanta Falcons. Because none of them will be playing. Those are the teams that have a bye week. So they are all on vacation. They're on vacation this week. But it is a week five. We already had the Thursday night game, as mentioned, the Patriots into the win column. And depending on how many points you had to lay with the Patriots, who were favored, you either won or you lost by a half a point or a point. But the line at one point was five and a half. I saw it go as high as six. It came back down later in the week. But let's focus in on this weekend, but before we do, we must look back to week four and find out how we did in week four of Benny versus the Penny, the guardian of the Penny, the keeper of the Penny, the Coupe de Loop with the tail of the tape. Coop, and how did it go in week four? Ben, you've yet to have a losing week this season. That is correct. That is, see this positive? Good. All right. We'll move on then. <laughs> I, another winning week. I give out winners, Coop. If you write down every one of my picks and you have enough of a bankroll to bet every one of these games, you are sitting with more money now than you had at the start of the NFL season. That is true. But if you've yeah. gone with the penny, yeah. you're making a lot of money. Oh, no, stop. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true. The penny went 12-4, and four and uh, you went 9-7. and seven. Yeah, nine and seven. Again, above five hundred. And my the overall record, Coop. Do you have uh, your overall record is thirty six and thirty six twenty five and one. Yeah, eleven games over five hundred. Every game against the number. Eleven games. Penny is forty two nineteen. Who cares about the stupid penny? All right, let's do this. You ready? All right, here we go. 
Uh, we'll start with the early games on Sunday. The L.A. Chargers. Boy, that's a dagger for our friends in San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers of Carson at 0-4. And the New York football Giants at 0-4. This is feeble football at its best. The Giants opened up a three-point favorite. You get three points at home. So these these seems pretty even. The Giants have been bet up to three and a half. 57%, which is not an overwhelming amount, 57% of the cash is on the Giants. The pick in this game, I'm going with the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers in this. This, this is going to be a snooze fest. The 0-4 ball, call it whatever you want. These teams deserve each other. The Giants have trailed over 80% of their snaps this year. If it wasn't for the Cleveland Browns, that would be the worst in football. The Chargers aren't much better. The Chargers, the team formerly known in San Diego as the San Diego Chargers, have trailed 74% of their plays. That's 30th in the NFL. So it comes down to this. This is a motivation situation. Who's got more motivation? Ben McAdoo trying his best to try to drum up some interest for this game and telling people, well, the film is better for the Chargers. They're better than their record. No, they're not. Uh, No, they're not. And I did see that the Chargers finally got rid of their idiot kicker. They made a change. Well, that'll solve everything. That'll, yeah, that'll solve all of the problems, right? A, a new kicker coming in for the Chargers. Uh, well, they'll win this game. Uh, the second thing, the Giants' defense, they have 37 missed tackles through four games. They are sloppy. Their offensive line, undisciplined also. I expect Phillip Rivers to have a better game than Elijah Manning. Your final score, when it's even, you take the points – But I don't even need the points because the Chargers will win this game outright. Chargers 22, Giants 20. Penny agrees, going with the Chargers. All right, next up, Buffalo. Here we go, Buffalo. The Bills are 3-1. They take their road show into Cincinnati. And the Bengals come in at 1-3. The line on this game opened up Bengals by 1. It is now up to Bengals by 3. So how could a 1-3 team be favored over a 3-1 team? Well, 63% of the cash is in favor of Cincinnati. The pick here, I am going to go with the favorite. I usually play the dog, but I'm going to go with the favorite here. This is a good spot for the Bengals to get to 2-3, and three, mostly because of the letdown situation. I'm, I'm being a psychologist here. I'm being the shrink. I'm playing the mental side of it. It's a letdown spot. The Bills are coming off and a signature win, an impressive road win against the defending NFC champion Falcons in Georgia. And now they have to get back and play the lowly Bengals. There's a reason for optimism, though, for the Bengals. Because if you look at this, the the Bengals defensively, even though they've had some issues on offense up until lately, the Bengals offensively, they have arguably the most effective pass defense in the NFL. What do I mean by that? Just 27% of the completed passes against that Cincinnati defense have been able to pick up 10 yards or more. It's the lowest percentage in the NFL. So they've been pretty effective at containing opposing quarterbacks for those short dink-and-dunk type passes. And since they made the change at offensive coordinator, Andy Dalton has had a revival. He's played much better. How much better? How much better for Andy Dalton? He's got four touchdowns. He had four touchdowns in that game last week. First time since 2013 that he has done that. And he has played very, very well. Buffalo, a grinded-out team with Tyrod Taylor and Shady McCoy. 
So it's pretty simple here. Everyone tries to do the same thing against Buffalo. You put eight men in the box. You put pressure on Tyrod Taylor. Try to get Buffalo to open up the playbook and then have Taylor make a mistake, stub his toe, and then take advantage. I can go on and on here, but this is a Bills-Bengals game. I should not. There should be a timer. Uh, let's, let's go with the final score. Bengals 26, Bills 20. Penny thinks this uh, pick is almost as bad as your Chargers pick last week. Penny's going with the Bills. No, no, no. This is a good spot for Cincinnati. My guy, Marvin Lewis, I've always supported Marvin, and this is going to be the week. This is going to be the week. All right, let's 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 get this Jets-Browns game out of the way, yes? All right. <laughs> the New York football Jets come in at 2-2. Two and two. The Cleveland Brownskis at 0-4. Oh it's on Fox! So you, you can watch if you want. Sam Rosen and Rondé Barber have the call for this masterpiece. Now, the game opened up. A Browns, a Browns are one-point favorite. It's a pick em right now. Slightly more of the cash is in favor of the Jets, but it's pretty close. Now, I am going to take the Jets here. It's hard to imagine a world where the Jets are going to have a winning record after 31% of the NFL season, but that is what's going to happen at the end of the weekend. This is a cream puff versus cupcake matchup. Josh McCown has been average. But next, you put him next to Deshaun Kaiser, and Josh McCown is Tom Brady in this particular matchup. Now, weird things have happened. The sky is falling in in certain situations here for the Jets to get to this point. But there's no way on God's green earth you can pick Cleveland the way that Kaiser's played. Uh, he's, He's an absolute bum. The Browns have had the worst quarterbacks in the NFL over the years, That's an established fact. And Kaiser is still the first Cleveland quarterback to complete fewer than half of his passes with 30 or more attempts in three straight games since the great Brian Sipe in 1981. Think about that. This is a stink bomb situation. It ain't going to be pretty, but the New York Jets will walk out of northern Ohio and run to the airport the Jets win it 19-13 over the Browns. Penny agrees on this one. All right, so we agree on the Jets. We will pause for the cause, as they say, and I will not be Jay Gruden. I will monitor the clock because that's how I operate. That's how I do it. Or Dirk Cutter, for that matter. <laughs> Time now for uh, a question. We'll see if you're on the ball, if you know your stuff. You think you know your stuff, but do you really know that your stuff? All right, here it is, and you can answer this on Twitter, at Ben Maller. I am a running back. 35.2% of my carries have failed to gain positive yardage. 35% of my carries have failed to gain positive yardage. That is the highest rate in the National Football League among all regular running backs. Again, I am a running back. 35.2% of my carries this year have failed to gain positive yardage. It's the highest rate among regular running backs in the NFL. Who am I? The answer next. Friday! Friday! Dance, Eddie! Dance! Dance, Sean! Dance, Sean! Oh, Sean is dancing. I guarantee you that. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something... 
Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you can follow and tweet at our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's the nattering nabob of negativity, Ben Maller. And we will get back to it momentarily here, Benny versus the Penny. We asked a question, though, I I played the Who Am I game again. I am a running back. 35.2% of my carries this year have failed to gain positive yardage. That's the highest percentage in the NFL of failure for any running back. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Richard is going with Kajana Carter is his answer. Bubba says it's got to be Christian Okoye, the Nigerian nightmare. Would that nickname be allowed today, the Nigerian nightmare? Would that be – that's not politically correct. I think they would, they would not allow that in modern times that we live in, these more nuanced PC times. Uh, Ivanson's going with Tiki Barber as his answer. Danny G. Rodeo says Adrian the child beater Peterson is the answer. Uh, Deuce McAllister from Marvin the Michigan Man. Oh, I like that one. That is a good one. Isaiah Crowell from uh, Jamie. Uh, who else? Sam Bam Cunningham from Mitch. Kurt Bavakwa from Denver Rob. Our buddy Eric in Ohio is going with Johnny Gill. What say you, Eddie? I see your Deuce McAllister, and I raise you a Deuce Staley. Oh, deuces are in the air everywhere. Uh, no. The correct answer, he was a bust as a rookie. He was good his second year, and he's a bust again. Melvin Gordon. Of the former San Diego Chargers, 35.2% of his running uh, plays have gained a negative yardage. Uh, failed to gain positive yardage. He says he's super frustrated. Yeah, so are the people in fantasy football that pick him. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Benny versus the Penny. Jacksonville, 2-2 two and two at Pittsburgh, 3-1. and one. The Steelers opened up an 8.5-point favorite. That line is still at eight and a half, 77% going with that chalk. The big favorite, the Pittsburgh Steelers to cash in. Well, I say no. I say Jacksonville is going to go meow, and they are going to get the win. That is what they are going to do. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, you owe me, Justin. All right. Uh, I'm picking Jacksonville. The, The Jags, number one, have been hot and cold. Now, they're not a good team. They're not. But I say after their performance last week, they're going to get laser-like focus this week. Jacksonville, uh, they're going to do their best to hide Blake Bortles as always. And they've had mixed results here. Only Joe Flacco has less passing yards per possession than Blake Bortles. He has not been good. He had the good game against Baltimore, uh, and that's it. But this is a classic look-ahead situation for Pittsburgh. you got to get through this game. The Steelers have a huge matchup with the only unbeaten team in the NFL, Kansas City, next week they play the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. So they'll be uh, slightly distracted in this particular game. And then number two, Pittsburgh, while they have the 3 and one, one record, they have been living a charmed life because they played some sloppy football, and that gives Jacksonville hope. The Steelers are tied for the NFL lead in penalty yards. They're second in total penalties. And somehow they still have that 3-on-1 record. They have benefited also from the other team, the opponent committing a bunch of mistakes of their own. This will be a closer game than many people expect. Uh, Keep an eye on Leonard Fournette to run wild 
run wild. Steelers will win the game, but Jacksonville will cover. Your final score, Steelers 27, Jags 22. Penny agrees again, Ben. All right. Too many points. You get over a touchdown, you got to really examine why you would not take the points. Next up, here's another classic matchup. Tennessee 2-2, two and two. Miami, Miami, Miami. The Dolphins at 1-2. and two. This game opened up. The Titans a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The number right now is at 1. At 1. That is the number. Now, where's the money, right? We always, I always look at where the money is. I want to know where the money is. Well, we don't have the total on, on the money on this game because it was off early in the week because of Marcus Mariota and his injury status and the fact that we still don't know for sure whether or not he's good to go. It does not matter, though. The pick is the Titans. The first thing, you want a wake-up call? How about you go out and you get an anvil dropped on top of your head? You lose by 43 points to a division rival. <laughs> That's what happened to Tennessee. They sleptwalked. It was an, a placement test last week in Houston. How did that go? I don't care if Mariota plays or not. I still like the Titans' chances. I don't care if it's Matt Castle, Brandon Whedon. It doesn't matter. Does not matter. The Dolphins' blowhole is huge. All right? They stink. They're terrible. The Titans are also bad, but they're not as bad. All right? More attention to detail this week after that. 43-point loss. And the main reason to pick against the Dolphins, two words, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. He has been as bad as advertised. He looks uninterested, as he always does, and he's even a shadow of the bum he had been in Chicago. The Dolphins have scored a touchdown on just two of 30 possessions. That's the worst touchdown percentage in the National Football League. That's worse than the Browns. That's worse than the Colts. That's worse than the Jets. You want me to go on? Right? And when Jay Cutler does complete passes, right, he's only slightly better than Joe Flacco as far as passes that go 10 yards or more. There's nothing the Dolphins have done their first three games that would give you any reason to think that this is going to be a special week of football. This is going to be a terrible game to watch. The Titans will win it 15-12 over the Dolphins. We have disagreement. Penny going with the Dolphins. Thank God. All right, next up, Santa Clara at 0-4, Indianapolis at 1-3. It's on Fox. So watch Tom Brenneman, Chris Spielman in the Fox box that rocks calling the game. Indianapolis opened up a two-and-a-half-point road favorite as you listen to Benny versus the Penny on Fox Sports Radio. The Colts currently a one-point favorite. Almost 75% of the wagering, the cash, is on the side, last we checked, of who? Believe it or not, I believe it's the, the 49ers here, which is surprising. Surprising. That's come down a little bit. The, the, the newest numbers I have, 60%. But still, I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with Santa Clara. I'm gonna go with Santa Clara. And here's why: a couple of reasons. Brian Hoyer is not good, but he should be able to have pure bliss this weekend, right? The Colts' defense has been gouged. Thirty-one percent of the completions against the Colts have gone for twenty or more yards. Now, a lot of that was Jared Goff. 
A lot of that was Jared Goff. And then you had Russell Wilson last week in the second half also doing it. But it's the highest rate in the NFL. Uh, it's terrible. The rest of the NFL is at like 13%. The Colts are at 31%. I would expect Brian Hoyer to play well. This is going to be like the Brian Hoyer that we saw against the Rams in the second half. And the other thing, as as games have gone on, Indianapolis has imploded. Right? They can be okay for a half. They're good for a half. But to give you a point of reference here, the Colts have been outscored in the second half of games this season 79-15. to 15. Most points allowed, fewest points scored in the NFL in the second half. You talk about halftime adjustments from Chuck Pagano. He really coaches these guys up in the second half, man. He, he gives them trigonometry, and then they come out there, they're on their deathbed. He's literally on his deathbed. Exactly, in the second half. My God. Listen, the Niners are going to win this game. Your final score, Santa Clara, 22, Indianapolis, 20. Penny's going with the Colts. All right, it's a bad job by the Penny. We will get to the rest of the NFL card. We still have a couple of early games, and then on to the late games. The key part of this, and I'm going to warn you right now, I want you to answer this, but we literally, we have a very smooth flowing clock here. So it's going to be a very short amount of time. I'm going to ask you a question. Get your phone ready to go. You've got to answer this right away because if you don't answer it right away, you're screwed. All right, I want you to bitch here. Here's the question. Who is the NFL's top quarterback in third and fourth down conversion percentage? Give me the name of the quarterback who is number one in third and fourth down conversion percentage. That's the question as you listen to the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Answer that on Twitter, at Ben Maller. Right now, Eddie Garcia, he's right there. He's going to give you the latest. Eddie? Ben, postseason baseball, we had two openers in the American League Division Series. The first one was in Houston, where the Astros beat the Red Sox 8-2. Jose Altuve hit not one, not two, but three solo home runs. Becoming the 10th player ever to hit three homers in a postseason game. And Justin Verlander picked up the win. He's undefeated since joining the Astros, now 6-0. And for Boston, their star pitcher Chris Sale in his postseason debut ended up taking the loss. Also, Game 1 ALDS in Cleveland Indians. Roll over the Yankees 4-0. Trevor Bauer took a no-hitter into the sixth inning for the Tribe. He finished with six and two-thirds shutout innings, allowing two hits with eight strikeouts in the win. Jay Bruce provided all the offense they would need with a two-run homer. He finished with three RBI. Again, Indians over the Yankees four to nothing. Week five of the NFL got underway with a Thursday night football game in Tampa Bay where the Patriots held off the Buccaneers for a 19-14 win. Now, Tampa Bay had a shot at winning the game in the final seconds. From the 19-yard line, Jameis Winston tossed a pass into the end zone that fell incomplete. And the Patriots get the victory. Nick Folk, the kicker for Tampa Bay, was 0 for 3 on field goal attempts. His opposite number for the Patriots, Steven Gutkowski, was 4 for 4 on field goals. And Tom Brady had a touchdown pass. New England's 3 and 2 with the win. Tampa Bay 2 and 2 with the loss. This report's brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Ben, we've got a big college football Saturday coming up, but we had a Thursday night college game between ranked teams. Number 24, NC State, beat number 17, Louisville. 39-25 Thir- was the final. The Wolfpack are 5-1, now 3-0 in the ACC. All right, thank you for that, Eddie, as we continue with Benny versus the Penny from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Let's see who paid attention here. Let's see who listened to my uh, call to action. Uh, There's a few people. A few people that pay good attention. All right. Here it is. 
Give me the name of the top quarterback in the NFL in third and fourth down conversion percentage. Okay. Third and fourth down conversion percentage. Number one in the NFL heading into this weekend. Zach in Kansas City is going with Alex Smith. Just Josh in Cincinnati checks in with Dakota Prescott as his answer. Marvin, the Michigan man, says it's Elvis Gerbach. Robin Vegas says Sonny Jurgensen is his answer. The Rooster checks in with Sam Bradford. Uh, who else do we have here? Let's uh, let's see here. Uh, Matty Ice, guessed by Manic Mike. All right, that's enough. A lot of people did it. You guys are paying attention. Good job by you. All right. Uh, Michael got this right. Now, he's clearly cheating this guy, Mikey. Bad job by you, right? Although he is uh, he is in the right city to know the answer. So, All right, uh, Eddie, do you know the answer? Well, I'm sure it's got to be Dave Craig. Oh, yeah, the great Dave Craig. Uh, no. He was a diminutive quarterback. Dave Little Craig. hands. He yeah. used to fumble a lot. Yeah. Uh, the reason Mikey or Michael got this right is because he's actually a police officer in the city of Philadelphia, which happens to be the city where Carson Wentz plays football. That's that's the answer. Carson Wentz of the Eagles, number one so far. Third and fourth down conversion percentage. He's ahead of Aaron Rodgers, who's second. Tom Brady, third. And Cam, I love women. Newton is uh, number four, but not yogurt. He doesn't like yogurt anymore, but he likes women. Uh, likes women, not yogurt. All right, uh, we'll get to that later. And I love how this always seems to work out. We just talked about Carson Wentz. Let's talk about that Eagle game. The Eagles at the link, playing host to Arizona. The Cardinals come in two and two. Philadelphia three and one. It's on Fox with a guy I used to work with. He'll never admit it though. Chris Myers. I love uh, I love your hair. Uh, Chris Myers, who used to work here, and Daryl Moose Johnson have the call. The Eagles opened up a six-point favorite in this game. The line is currently at six and a half, and 65% of the cash is in favor of the home team, the Chalk, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to go the other way, though. When you zig, I'm going to zag, and I'm going to take the Cardinals plus the six and a half, and I'll tell you why. Uh, the, the Eagles are off the grid. We talked the other day about the, the NFC East. The Cowboys and Giants get a lot of the pub. Redskins and Eagles off the grid. And Philly is. They're playing well, but they're, they're also feasting on some average to below average teams, taking advantage of the schedule gods. And when they played the big bad Chiefs, they lost. In uh, Carson Wentz, we mentioned the, the stat. He's very good in third and fourth down. But inconsistent because the overall numbers – are not something to post on social media, right? You're not going to post on Instagram, hey, how about Carson Wentz or on Facebook or or Twitter or any of that. Carson Wentz is 16th in passing. That's average. He's 26th in completion percentage overall, 19th in touchdown percentage. These are not not great numbers. Unremarkable numbers. But it's been working. They're winning these games. Arizona does not have offensive balance. But why am I picking them? I'm picking them. Because they've been able to, to hang around. I know it's a road game, and you know, they didn't do that well last year, these early road starts. But the, the Cardinals have no running game. Carson Palmer, he's also hot and cold. This seems like it'll be a competitive game. I am foreshadowing, as a distant relative of the great Nostradamus, a fourth-quarter game. It'll be a field goal situation. Eagles 24, Cardinals 21. Penny agrees with you, Ben. Going with the cards. Right, next up, the Carolina Panthers at 3-1. and one. 
The Lions of Detroit at 3-1. and one. It's on Fox. You better watch. Kenny Albert, friend of the show, and Charles Davis in the booth calling the game. The Lions opened up a three-point favorite. They are currently favored by two and a half. And I'm going to go with the home team here. I'm going to take the Motor City Kitties. I'll go with the Lions. A couple of things. First of all, I talk about the mental aspect of this. You try to get in the head of you know, who's got the motivation. This is a letdown situation for the Panthers. Carolina, they have also shown Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde tendencies so far this season. They got smashed by the Saints. Their their home uh, home field the situation there. They then rebound, get a signature win, upset the Patriots in Foxborough. So you tell me which Carolina team is going to show up. Right? Are they going to be careless? Are they going to be sloppy? What's going on with Cam Newton? It is my belief that he spent about eight hours taping the apology, which finally went out there. I'd like to see the outtakes. So how distracted is Cam Newton from his game preparation that he had to spend all day on Thursday cooking up an apology that people would believe, a sincere apology, or at least it looked sincere. Uh, and, and on the other side, the Lions, they're winning with uninspiring play from Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, he's averaging just 222 yards passing per game so far this year. That is about 50 yards below where he has been in his career. Now, is that because the Lions are winning and they have not had to throw as much? The main reason to like the Lions here, defense, defense, defense. We know Cam Newton makes a lot of mistakes, and the, the Lions have taken advantage. 11 takeaways this season, tied for the most in the NFL heading into the weekend. Lions will win it. Detroit 26, Carolina 17. Penny disagrees. Penny picks the Panthers. Bad job. Bad job. Apparently the, the Penny liked Cam Newton's apology. Next up, the late games in Los Angeles. The L.A. Rams and Seattle. The Seahawks, the road team. Seattle comes in 2-2. Two and two. This game opened up a pick em situation, a pick'em situation, and you know what? It is still a pick'em situation. Where's the money? 76% of the money is in favor of the road team, the Seattle Seahawks. That is a mistake. That is a mistake. I know that's the chalk pick, but it is just a pick'em. I'm going to take the Rams because you can ram it all day. You can ram it all night. Yes, yes, yes. You've got to go with the Rams. Even after a win against the Cowboys, there is still doubt about the Rams. This is another opportunity to show that they are not a fraud. Seattle's offense has had a revival the last couple of weeks against Tennessee and against the Colts. This is an opportunity for the Rams, a measuring stick game here. Now Jared Goff leads the NFL in yards per completion. Seattle's got a, a pretty good defense. It's an opportunity to see that Ram offense against an elite defense and in the end, Seattle's kryptonite in recent years has been road games against the Rams. The Seahawks have lost three consecutive games on the road against the Rams, and that's in L.A. and obviously going back to St. Louis here. Russell Wilson has had all kinds of issues here for some reason with the Rams, and they haven't been very good up until now. That's That will continue, and the Rams actually will win this game comfortably. Rams 29, Seahawks. 17. And ram it all day and ram it all night. That's ram right. It. Ram it! The Penny loves ramming it. Going with the Rams. 
Really? All right. Uh, next up on Benny versus the Penny on Fox Sports Radio, the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore two and two. The Oakland Raiders come in at two and two as well. This game opened up. The Raiders were favored by four. It is currently at two and a half. The Raiders a two and a half point home favorite. Where's the money, you ask? Where is the money? Well, early in the week, 57% of the money was on the Raiders. And then the news came out that who was playing quarterback, uh, that has flipped around. The Ravens are getting slightly more than half the money, 54%. But it's close. It's not a defining amount in either direction. This is a flip-the-coin situation because the Raiders and many of their supporters have been living in fantasy land. If you believe that E.J. Manuel is going to be great in this game uh, and get the job done, you are making a fatal mistake. This is going to be the ugliest game of the week. Oakland's offensive line has played like absolute dogs the last couple of games. Amari Cooper, hands of stone. He has regressed instead of progressed. And Marshawn Lynch looks washed up, right? And you have now a Bills reject playing quarterback. This is just what the doctor ordered before the year for the Raiders. This is exactly how it was supposed to go. It is all choreographed. It's all planned out. It's all scripted. It's all written. Now, I said I'm picking the Ravens, and I am picking the Ravens. That doesn't mean I like Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, remember that postseason run, if you're old enough to remember that postseason run when they got to the Super Bowl against the Niners? Joe Flacco was like a Lamborghini in the postseason. Remember that? Now he's playing like a Chevy Sonic at this point. He's been terrible. Not only is he a quarterback, he sucks. Last in passing yards, uh, the air yardage per game is embarrassing. Almost 30 yards passing uh, below below the next closest team, which is Buffalo. Just 5.9% of Joe Flacco's passing yardage has come on throws 15 yards or further downfield. He's been brutal. But you know what? The other guy sucks also. The other guy stinks also. So you take the points in this situation. Ravens will actually win this game outright. Baltimore 23, Oakland 20. Penny agrees again, going to Ravens. Sorry, Dan. Uh, Next up, Green Bay at Dallas. Green Bay at Dallas. It's on Fox. You better watch. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Fox has no other late game. Everyone who's going to get a game is going to get this in the late window. Green Bay and Dallas. Packers 3-1, and one, Cowboys 2-2. Two and two. The Cowboys opened up a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They are currently a two-point favorite. And everyone's jumping on this Packer bandwagon. 74% of the cash is in favor of the Packers. No confidence in Dallas. That's why I am going with the Dallas Cowboys to bounce back. We mentioned last week that they were looking ahead. I I thought one of the reasons I liked the Rams was the Cowboys were looking ahead. They had circled this game. Well, if you circle a game and you vomit all over the field in the game you're supposed to win against the Rams, you better win this game, and I believe that's going to happen. Dak Prescott, he said it's too early to panic. I disagree. If the Cowboys lose this game, hit the damn panic button, right? And who are the real Cowboys, by the way? Des Bryant has sucked. Dakota Prescott's 25th in completion percentage and yards per pass attempt. Did you know that? 25th. No one's talking about that. 18th in quarterback rating. 
He has played this year like Trevor Simeon. Last year, he played like Tony Romo. This year, he's played like Trevor Simeon. You better snap out of that here because Green Bay's defense is not very good. You can fatten your stats up, and you're going to have to against Green Bay. This will be a a relatively high-scoring game, good fantasy numbers for Aaron Rodgers again, and for Dakota Prescott. In the end, the Dallas Cowboys, by the thinnest, thinnest of margins, will walk off the field victorious. Cowboys 27, Packers 24. Penny picks Prescott. I see what you did there. All right, we'll get to the rest of the games. We've got a couple games left, right? We're doing pretty good. We've got two games, right? Am I right on it? Two games left. Thank God for the buys. I mean, they should have bye weeks every week. All right, we'll get to the rest of the NFL uh, card. Here's the instant trivia. Here it is. Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey is the first rookie running back to have over 200 receiving yards through four games since blank. Again, Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers, the first rookie running back to have over 200 receiving yards through four games since blank. That's the Insta Trivia. Answers next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's the Sage of Outrage, Ben Maller. Let's get back to it, and we'll have Benny versus the Penny, but right now the Insta Trivia, Christian McCaffrey, Carolina running back. The first rookie running back to have over 200 receiving yards through four games since blank. Since blank, fill in the blank. Uh, Eric, uh, our guy in Ohio, is going with Leroy Horde as his answer. I like that one. Uh, That's a good name. Uh, Michael, the uh, Philadelphia guy, is going with Earl Morrill as his answer. Frank Gifford, guessed by Mitch. Sliced bread from Dick and Mizzou. Uh, We have Danny Woodhead from Marvin the Michigan Man. Darren Sproles from Josh, Just Josh. Fred Taylor, guessed by Will. What say you, Eddie? I'm going Tim Biakabatuka. That's a good name. Uh, let's see. Now, that's wrong. The, the correct answer, it happened in 2010. This guy's career lasted exactly 22 games. Javid Best. Remember him, Eddie, out of I Cal? Yes, played I do. with the Lions? Yes, I do. And had to retire because of injury. Had a lot of concussions and all that, but Javid Best in 2010 for the Lions. That is the answer. All right, let's get back to it. Here we go. Sunday night football. Kansas City, 4-0 at Houston. They come in 2-2. Chiefs a one-point favorite, 69% on Kansas City. I like the Chiefs here. No signs of breaking down that otherworldly season continuing. Too many weapons with Alex Smith, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, et cetera, et cetera. A sledgehammer of an offense. Back to earth for Houston. They're being overvalued after shellacking the Titans, who didn't compete last week. Watson will have some numbers, but the Chiefs will win this game. Kansas City, 30. Texans, 23. Penny's also going with the Chiefs. All right, next up, Monday Night Football. Minnesota at Chicago. The Vikings, 2-2. Two two. The Bears are 1-3. The Vikings opened a three-point favorite. The game is currently a pick 'em. We don't have the cash numbers on this game. It's the first start for Mitchell Trubisky. He's flying into a beehive. I know it's at home, but against that Viking defense, Minnesota traditionally loses in Chicago. They have been terrible at Soldier Field. I think they've lost like eight of their last nine or something like that. 
But I cannot bet against the Mike Zimmer defense against a rookie quarterback. I'm going with the Vikings, 17-13. And the penny picking. The Vikings. All right, so we agree on that. Another week in the books. Pumping your chest out and strutting like a peacock. That's exactly what the Astros were doing as they began the baseball postseason for them with a rather impressive opening act against the Red Sox. We'll discuss. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. There he was, Jose Altuve, the size of a junior high school kid. Uh, And he goes up there and wallops, not one, not two, but three homers. He doesn't swing like a runt. He does not. What's going on with him, by the way? He's a lot of home runs in in recent years. Just really good bat speed. I'm sure that's uh, what's going on there. But he muscled up three times, and the Astros, the word for this is overwhelmed. They overwhelmed the Red Sox. And that is all good. But what is what is the thing we always talk about with these these stories with wins and losses, wins and losses? The better story is always in the losing locker room. Right? If you're a winner, if you're the, the winning side has a million people there uh, who want to want to take credit for it, want to celebrate it. But when you lose, you're by yourself, right? And so let's talk about the the, the Red Sox side of things here. And you know exactly where I'm going. If you saw this game, it was an afternoon game. It was on the MLB Network uh, is is where it was. Bob Costas making a rare appearance. Uh, But Chris Sale, the jewel of the Red Sox rotation, not only was he a pitcher, he was lousy uh, in this particular game. And after pretty much playing in obscurity as far as postseason baseball with the White Sox, like never making the playoffs – Chris Sale finally getting an opportunity in October baseball, meaningful baseball, only to look like a glorified batting practice pitcher. How bad was it? When the damage was done, Chris Sale had allowed nine hits, seven earned runs, three home runs, and a partridge in a pear tree in five innings of work. Five innings. That works out to an earned run average of 126 I know it's only one start, small sample size, but let's have some conversation about this. Now, uh, we're going to play a word association game. All right, word association game. You ready for this? I'm not going to know your answer until you call in, but I'll go first. All right, Chris Sale's first career playoff start was blank. Fill in the blank. I've got triple D. Now, what's triple D? Triple D is disgusting, demoralizing, depressing. All three of those apply, but we'll call it Triple D. Call it Triple D. Now, a couple of thoughts. Number one, it was clearly, from the Boston side of things, disgusting because you figured if you lose with Chris Sale on the mound, you're going to lose with him pitching a good game. You're going to lose because you don't have enough power. You're not going to lose because you have no chance. Chris Sale never gave Boston an opportunity in this game. Now, Houston was able to pounce all over him early, and they never let up. To the Astros' credit, they never let up. And after Justin Verlander went out there, he pitched a scoreless top of the first inning, 
The Astros then hit a, a pair. They slam a pair of home runs. Alex Bergman and Jose Altuve hitting those home runs. And you can call it the curse of high expectations, but this was not part of the plan when the Boston Red Sox made the trade back in the day to get Chris Sale. He stumbled and bumbled his way through this start, just like he stumbled and bumbled his way at the end of the regular season. And for those that pay attention to the Red Sox, he was bad. And he, and, and you thought, well, the playoffs come around, the adrenaline of the postseason, that Chris Sale would have an awakening. No. The Astros' offense had an awakening in this game. So since August, Chris Sale has a 4-5 and five record and an earned run average of 4.69. But who cares about that? It's all about the playoffs, and he sucked. He was terrible. Now, the second thing here, the second thing, playoff starts like this are what? They are reputation building. You make a bad first impression, and it sticks to your ribs like a porterhouse steak. It will, it will follow you around. You're going to have to have two or three really good performances to overcome this. Chris Sale, to give you an idea, I, I know he's bad, and I'm piling on, I'm beating a dead horse, or in this case, a dead pitcher, but Chris Sale gave up six extra base hits one time in 180 career regular season starts. He gave up six, six extra base hits in his first postseason start. All right, Chris Sale, you stink, you're lousy. What do you have to say for yourself? Never really gave my team a chance to win. That's what I said. Put them in a hole early. Uh, You know, they fought back, and they fought back hard, and I gave it right back to them. So, um, you know, hey, it happens, obviously. Terrible time for it to happen, but, you know, take it off the chin. Come back tomorrow ready to rock. He also went on to say it's a bad time to suck, which is not not incorrect. That's, uh, you know, accountability. Doesn't make you feel much better because he sucked, but if you're a Red Sox fan, at least he admitted the obvious, the elephant in the room here. Now, now Boston unloaded, unloaded several of their blue chip suspects, which I'm fine with. I have no problem with that. Some people say, oh, I can't believe the Red Sox gave up all this, and then Chris Sale uh, rewarded them with this type of postseason performance. Now, Chris Sale was leading the Cy Young race in the American League. He was leading the Cy Young race in the American League uh, for a uh, for a good stretch up until August, when he fell apart, and and for him to publicly defecate on the mound is absolutely demoralizing. It's absolutely demoralizing. This was a major letdown, but I, I'm not going to say that the Red Sox wouldn't have made the trade. I, I wish the Dodgers would have traded for Chris Sale. I'll still take Chris Sale right now if the Red Sox want to trade him to the Dodgers. I would absolutely take Chris Sale. I mean, this was a buzzkill situation, and the reactionary media types, the reactionary types are like, well, no, you shouldn't just have your number one starters. You can't, you can't trust them in the play. Really? I'll take my chance. Give me the top number one starters in baseball, and you can take the number two and number three starters. I'll take my chances with the number one starters. I will. Even Chris Sale here after that start. It, it was a buzzkill, but I'd still take him. Now, the last thing as far as the Red Sox and the Astros, you have short-term and long-term. You have short-term anger, and you have long-term ramifications. Chris Sale is 28 years old. He is going to be the number one starter at Fenway Park for the next two seasons. Is this wet-to-bed playoff start an aberration, or does Chris Sale – 
pitch like David Price? Is he is a David Price follow up? Let's hear from Terry Francona. Uh, Terry Fran or not Terry Fran? John Fran. There's a Freudian slip. We'll hear from Terry Francona coming up. Uh, here's John Farrell uh, pointing out that uh, Chris Sale. Let's just say this was not a uh, Mona Lisa. At times, he would get a little flat. Uh, you know, you see where uh, he wasn't as downhill uh, with, with probably all three pitches at times. Uh, but then he would catch. Uh, you know, he'd throw a good number of pitches where uh, it was typical of what the way Chris would deliver the pitch. But uh, I thought today, again, there was a couple times when things got flat uh, and they made him pay. But isn't that just describing bad athletic performance? The instability, the inconsistency. Right? If you are those things, you're unreliable, you're not good. Right? You have to you have to be consistent. You can't go backwards and forwards, and that's exactly what Chris Sale did in this particular game. All right, so Ben Maller, Sean Fox. Now, the other playoff game, we go from Houston, and we travel to Cleveland, where the Cleveland Indians took a can of whoop-ass and and just slammed down the New York Yankees, bringing them back to earth, bringing them back to earth in game one of the American League Divisional Series there. Uh, this was no contest as well when you talk about offensive baseball. Uh, the Yankees had none. Trevor Bauer made Terry Francona look like a really smart person because it could have been Corey Kluber in game one, and that wouldn't have been bad. No one would have complained if it had been Corey Kluber. No one would have said that's a bad decision. But instead, they go with Trevor Bauer, and now the Indians are looking about as sure a thing as you can possibly have if they weren't prior to this. Uh, and the, the knee-jerk reaction from the, from the Indians and the Yankees game, a game one, four to nothing by the Indians at Progressive Field. So we'll talk about this here. Now, the, the question on this one, how concerned should the New York Yankees be over their dormant offense, uh, getting shut out in a playoff game after hitting all those home runs and just destroying the Minnesota Twins pitching staff? I'll use the Maller scale of panic, 1 to 10, 10 being nuclear fallout. I'm going to put this at an 8.5. I'm going to put this at an 8.5. There's a couple things here. Mismatch lightweights, lethargic, and deflating. And we'll lead off with the fact the hope was that the Yankees were going to do what? They were going to ride the confidence boost that they got from dismantling the Twins, and they would then get a jump on the Indians, the Indians that did not play the other night, that the Yankees would, that that confidence they got from winning that game, they would come back and steal game one. How did that go? How did that go? Uh, that that vaunted Yankee offense, nowhere to be seen. Head-to-head, this series is what? It is a mismatch. The Indians are a better baseball team. Right? That doesn't mean that the Yankees are going to give up or should give up, but, but the, you, you look at this, that's why the pinstripes are a long shot. They are a long shot. They have no shot if they can't get more competitive at bats. Forget about it. The Yankees' offense was limp. They were lethargic in this game. Cleveland, we know they're the more complete team, but the struggle is is real. The struggle is real for Joe Girardi here. It is it's it's a problem. It is a big problem because Trevor Bauer hypnotized and mesmerized the Yankee hitters. Uh, they were in a trance-like state. 
the Yankee offense. Six and two-thirds, two-hit ball. Had a no-hitter going for a while. One run, eight. Uh, uh, no runs, rather. No runs. Eight strikeouts. Eight strikeouts. And he even had some razzle-dazzle. Now, if you're watching this game, you saw a lollipop curveball against Aaron Judge that made him look like he should be back in the minor leagues. He's going to be the American League Rookie of the Year. Aaron Judge struck out four times. I feel like I have the scouting report on how to stop Aaron Judge. I know his kryptonite. I know his weakness. I know his Achilles heel, right? Low and away. Breaking balls, curve balls, low and away. Aaron Judge does not seem to know how to lay off those pitches or to hit those pitches. And I got to give the Indians advanced scouts credit because they not only not only Aaron Judge but Gary Sanchez, both those guys. I saw the stat going around. I think it's pretty impressive. Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez, 35 pitches against those guys, 21 of those pitches by Bauer, curveballs, 60%. Sanchez and Aaron Judge, 0 for 8 with five strikeouts, all on curveballs. It was a knee-buckling type of performance by Trevor Bauer, and the Yankee batters were 1 for 11 with four strikeouts against that curveball. Uncle Charlie was getting it done there. And it made it seem like the the Yankees were a bunch of little leaguers out there. Now, speaking of little league, back in the day, I had a curveball that was wonderful. My curveball back in little league was marvelous. It was Trevor Bauer like, and uh, <laughs> I would mix in the Ephus pitch, uh, the knuckleball. I had all those pitches, right? I had all those pitches. But listen, the Yankees looked like a bunch of lightweights. They did. They absolutely looked like a bunch of lightweights. And and furthermore. Now, they won't admit this, but the Yankees, they got to be suffering from anxiety and depression. Trevor Bauer is not the Indians' best pitcher. That would be Corey Kluber, who is now going to put the screws to the Bronx Bombers. Bauer isn't even the number two starter for Terry Francona. He's the number three starter. This is calculated misery is what it is for the Yankees. Now, maybe Kluber will suffer from a stomach ache, and he'll poop the bed in his start in game two. But I wouldn't bet on that. And if you get the regular season Corey Kluber, this is a deflating situation for the Yankees. It it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And Terry Francona looking like a genius. Terry, do a victory lap. Will you, Terry Francona, do a victory lap and tell everyone how smart you are for making that decision? I kind of live by uh, you you do what you think is right and you answer the questions. And then in the morning, I don't run to see how I'm being perceived um, you have to have the confidence of what you're doing, and it's not always going to work. Um, you know, we can't win every game, but I was completely comfortable with with our decision to to do what we did for a number of reasons. Now, it's awful nice when Trevor goes out and pitches like he does, but I wouldn't have felt any different if if they would have beat him. We'll bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. You think uh, Frank Conner right now? It's it's after four in the morning. You think he's eating ice cream right now? He might be. Yeah. yeah. He loves popsicles and ice cream. Yeah. Late night popsicles and ice cream. He's very fond of them. Very good manager. But who uh, is it? Not the healthiest eater in the world, that's for sure. He likes peanut butter pretzels. He likes ice cream sundaes. These I, are like all things, I like yeah, all those things, yeah, too, but he, yeah. he appears to like them. Uh, I don't know if he eats anything else. Uh, yeah, well, we don't hear the stories about uh, anything else. Like, I, I don't think he's eating a plate of broccoli. And he, I don't think so, yeah, no. He's eating like, 
He's on the college diet, late night burger runs, you know, ice cream late at night. You've uh, always, eventually, it'll catch up with him, yeah, but for right now, he'll drop enjoy. Dead. He'll yeah, drop dead, sure. but what, you, you don't go out in a blaze of glory. I mean, all the days leading up to that day yeah. are good days. You're feeling pretty good. Yeah. You have ice cream sundaes and popsicles and all that. Now, I've heard he was a big tobacco guy back in the day. Chewing tobacco. And, yes, yeah. and he decided to quit, uh-huh. which is good, and that makes you healthy, but he kind of replaced that habit with the junk food habit. Yeah. And, he, you know, he just, that's now replacing it. So yeah. and that's why he's, he's trading one bad thing a, for another. He's kinda. been a regular uh, visitor at the Cleveland Clinic. He has, yes, yes unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so we wish him the uh, the best. But I like the fact that he's very open about the fact he'll he'll just go out and binge eat 17 popsicles at one time. He'll just, you know, that's cool. And that's a food you can binge eat, Eddie, popsicles, because. It's frozen yeah, uh, flavored it's water, frozen. right? Exactly. Right? Like, you can't really like I love my one of my favorite desserts, Eddie, is an ice cookie ice cream sandwich, like two big chocolate chip cookies slapped between them. There's nothing, big, nothing bad about that. Big giant scoop of vanilla ice cream. Cookies. I love it. I think that's the perfect dessert, but you can't eat five or six of them. I mean, well, I you could. Can, yeah, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not advised. Not, no, uh, not. Plus, now not, can you can you eat uh, something like that when it's cold out? Cause yeah, oh, you I can. Could. Yeah, I can. That's yeah, perfect. Because uh... I was thinking popsicles, you know, like on a hot day. Oh, but yeah, don't they nothing's say, like, better. But, like, when it's cold, I don't no, know that I want a popsicle. Don't, don't they tell you, though? I, I There was a guy that worked for the Dodgers years ago, and they'd go on the road to, like, Cincinnati and St. Louis in the summer. It was really oppressively humid and stuff like that. And they would, like, advise the guys to drink coffee on a hot day. Very Ugh. odd. It was always odd to me. I, but, yeah. yeah. Why? Do you know Why? Uh, I don't remember. He told me the story. I don't remember. Mm. I, th- I think it's, uh, well, I'm sure somebody knows. I don't remember, so I'd be lying. I could lie to you if you want. I could lie to you, but he told me the he, the, the players, they told him to drink hot hot liquids on hot days, which I thought, no, I'd, I'd be like you, Eddie. I'd want to eat popsicles and all that. All right, so Ben Mallow, Sean Fox, if you would like to be part, we're going to reopen the phone lines, and operators are standing by. 877-99 on Fox. 877 877- Nine nine six six three six nine. We've got Big Ben's lame jokes of the week coming up later in the hour. Danny G and Cooper here as well, and we'll call this one Mister Favorite. Mister Favorite. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller, and you can follow our technical producer. He is the man who plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites in the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name. It's a mystery to most, but you can follow him at Danny G Radio. Michael Crabtree, hat trick, his third of the day. Give it to me again. And I'm live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's Ben Maller. Well, Big Ben's lame jokes of the week coming up in a little bit. Mr. Favorite. We'll get to that as well. And we have an answer. We have very smart people that listen to the show, Eddie. Much smarter than us. And they have all the answers, all the answers. We As have. to why to drink hot, yeah. hot coffee on a hot day. Uh, this guy, uh, we'll call him Horn. Uh, we'll call him Horn. Uh, he's, he says, uh, consuming hot or spicy food liquids warms your core, causing sweat, which cools your skin temperature. That makes sense. Right? I don't know if he's making that up or not, but it sounds real. Yeah, what, why not? Does that mean on a cold day you should eat really cold food, too? Like if if you're in a place where it snows, just uh, line up the uh, ice cream sundays. Probably not. Uh, let's say hello. Oh, we have a golden ticket. 
Manic Mike is making an appearance on the Ben Maller Show. Hello, Manic Mike. Because I've got a golden ticket. How you doing, Ben? How's that search for that woman 30 years younger going? Uh, I'm still looking. Yeah, good luck on that. Thank you. <laughs> May I recommend a Russian bride? Uh, I don't think so. No, probably not. All right, what's on your mind? Well, the reason I called, I know you're only interested in interesting people, but I called because I'm having trouble sleeping, and I thought maybe if you talked about the Dodgers, it might help. Oh, you want me to talk about the Dodgers? I was at Dodger Stadium watching, and the Diamondbacks looked scared to me. They looked scared to me, the Diamondbacks, when they were working out, when I was out there. They know they're about to lose. They are walking into a wood chipper which is the Los Angeles Dodgers at Dodger Stadium, the greatest home team of all time. How's that for you? Screw you. No fear. No fear. You know what happens when the Dodgers play the Diamondbacks? Squish! That's what happens. They get squished, the Diamondbacks. Let's uh, say hello to Weed Man Hippie. Weed Man Hippie, who's hanging out in South Florida, in Miami, Miami, Miami. Ben, I love you. There he is, right there. I love you. Big fan. Ben, I'm better. I'm better tonight. Yeah? You got to reset to happy. And sports, I got a lot of sports, because it's true. Sports is happy. Sports is inspiration. Now, why were you unhappy the other day? What was going on? You uh, very, too much real-world stuff. And then I, Colin Kaepernick, I when know. you tell me he gets millions of dollars for speeches, <laughs> I do speeches Well, no, he gets uh, 75000 get for nothing. 75000 a speech. Jesus. Well, it's not Jesus, man. 19, Ben? The penny was 42 and 19? Uh, Coop might have made that up. I don't know. Damn, man. Oh, I just want to say. Well, why didn't you just bet on the Penny's picks? You'd be rich I right should, now. I didn't know the Penny uh, was going to go 42 You'd be in paradise, right? You'd be in dreamland if that was the case. Hey, so Justin Verlander loves Nolan Ryan, and that's why he went to Houston. I like that. Nolan Ryan that's was a still. Lo- oh, you believe that? If he'd gone to the Dodgers, he would have said, I always loved Don Drysdale, oh, Earl Hershiser. I thought we were going to have Dodgers-Yankees World Series. Uh, uh, half, that'll, I, half that'll happen. Yeah. Until I remembered who the Yankee rotation is. Oh. You traded for. You should have been optimistic. You had Sonny Gray, the guy you picked oh, up. Oh, Sonny Gray was great when I first saw him yeah, but he, in 2013. The Yankees didn't score any runs. I mean, I know that's not an encouraging game. The Yankees aren't Listen, going to beat the Indians. Cleveland, I remember Cleveland's got that ridiculous rotation. I forgot about that. Damn. Yeah, I know. It's all that weed. Damn. All that weed. Let's not weed. talk about that. Uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, well, I got lots of sports. You have lots of sports, but I got the jokes coming up. You want to be the laugh track? Yeah, yeah, the... I want to be the laugh track. But yeah. I just want to say, first of all, I like Matthew Stafford. Jared Goff looks like a real quarterback. I mean, he really, uh, really that's does. Good. That's good. Keep going. Yeah, don't you stop. Yeah. Oh, Aaron Judge saved his first impression. You talk Hi, I like the Saints. That's very important. Yeah, that's After right. He, Aaron he, Judge. I guess the Twins. He was very, yeah, very positive first performance against the Twins. And you got to admit, CC Sabathia.
Danny, what was uh, what was that? What was that for? <laughs> well, Ben, we blew up quite a few callers yesterday. Yeah, and none so far today. So oh, we have a quota. We have a quota. I got you. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio as we yap the night away here. And Mister Favorite, Mister Favorite, that would be here, at Manic Mike. More Dodger talk. Clayton Kershaw. Check this out. Now, Clayton Kershaw is favored against the Diamondbacks in the game on Friday in Los Angeles, the late game. Uh, Clayton Kershaw favored in that game. That makes it, guess how many starts in a row Clayton Kershaw has been favored? 166 consecutive starts. Clayton Kershaw has taken the mound, and he has been favored. Now, you can goof on him, and you can make all your little jokes about his playoff problems. And yeah, I'm not going to hide from that. There's a lot to complain about there. You can criticize and condemn because he has had a uh, choppy, choppy postseason. He's been inconsistent. He's been good at times, but he's been very bad at times as well. But 166 straight starts where he's taken the mound and he's been favored. I believe that's the most in baseball uh, by a lot. By a lot. I don't have the other numbers in front of me. All right, it's Ben Maller, Sean Fox, Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. We get to that. But first, let's find out what's trending in Eddie Garcia. Well, again, postseason baseball had a couple of American League Divisional Series openers, including the game in Houston where the Astros beat the Red Sox 8-2. Jose Altuve Jose, 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 Jose. Three solo homers. He's the 10th player ever to hit three three home runs in a postseason game. It was a smoke show, Eddie. Justin Verlander was solid. He is uh, still undefeated since joining the Astros, while Chris Sale in his first postseason game uh, was not good. And he was highly loss. combustible on the mound. He was. In game one of the American League Division Series in Cleveland, it was all Indians as they shut out the Yankees 4-0. Trevor Bauer had a no-hitter into the sixth inning, finished with six and two-thirds shutout innings, now left two hits and eight strikeouts. If you're Terry Francona, do you now have to keep him on guard away from drones? Bauer, right? You keep yes. all drones away from Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Okay. It's a drone-free zone. Remember when Jerry Jones hired an adult babysitter for Des Bryant? I, I do the, remember The that, Indians yes. have to do that for, for Bauer. Keep him away from drones. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, Jay Bruce, he's been pretty good since he came over to Cleveland. He had uh, three RBI in that game, including a two-run homer. So, again, Cleveland and Houston grabbing the 1-0 series advantages. We had a Thursday night NFL game that was in Tampa where the Patriots were not impressive, but they did get the win over the Buccaneers. 19-14, to 14, got a little help from Nick Folk, the kicker from Tampa Bay. He was 0-3 for 3 on his field goal attempts. And Tampa Bay had a pass into the end zone. And the, as time expired from 19 yards out, it fell incomplete, and the Patriots hold off the win. Tom Brady did have a touchdown pass, and the Patriots kicker, Steven Gutzkowski, was very good, 4-4 four for four on his field goals. New England's 3-2, and two, Tampa Bay is 2-2. Two and two. This report's brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for. New or used, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And finally, college football, battle of ranked teams in the ACC. Number 24, NC State, beat number 17, Louisville, 39-25. Wolfpacker, 5-1 and one overall, 3-0 and oh in the ACC. All right, thank you for that, Eddie. The Ben Maller Show originates from the world headquarters of the Fox Sports Radio Empire, the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com. For a free rate quote, we have the coolest blue kitchen in all of radio. Uh, no one else has a blue kitchen like us. No one else has just random televisions in the hallway like we have. Uh, that's what we've got. You don't have that. We have that. We have furniture here 
that is as good as any airport furniture I've ever sat in. Uh, the sofas here, the chairs here, outstanding. It's just marvelous. It really is. It's a playground. I sing this. When I come into work, this is what I'm singing. When I walk down the hallway and I wave at everyone, here I go. I've got hot sports takes. We call him Papa Smurf. That's right. I was on a roll. How dare you? And uh, much like the Smurfs, very few women work here. It's very odd. All right, uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to it. What do you say? Here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. And it is that time again. Is, uh, we talked to Weed Man earlier, Weed Man Hippie. And even he was getting depressed with all this real-world crap that's going on these days and People protesting, shooting, threatening bombs. I mean, it's ridiculous. So let's have some jokes. Right? Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. That's what we're going to do right now. It is a weekly staple. This is listener-generated content. I was very happy to see a lot of jokes that we like. There's someone that's our kind of personal punching bag, and uh, these guys came back hot and heavy, I believe because the Twins played a playoff game and he was on television. A lot of people saw him and had forgotten about him. You know who I'm talking about. I don't need to say his name. I'll hear his name a lot over the next few minutes or so. Uh, now, Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week is comedy. And sometimes comedy kind of does a little tiptoe on, on the line. Now, we want you to like the show. If you are very sensitive and delicate and you're easily triggered, we want you to still listen, but just not right now. Right? We don't want you to be offended in any way. And these jokes... Maybe they're offended. If you're easily offended, they're not for you, right? Not for kids either. Why would a kid be listening to the radio? Look what time it is. It should be sleeping, locked in bed somewhere. All right, with that being said, batting leadoff on Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week, we go to Dancing Man, Sirius Sean. All right, first of all, hello, Ben and all my friends in the studio. <laughs> they're not your friends. I'm your friend. <laughs> they, don't, they don't like you. I like you. Don't tell him that, Ben. He'll believe you. Oh, really? Oh, okay. All right, it's I not true, Sean. Uh, maybe it is. <laughs> All right, what do you got for us, Sean? All right. What What did the skeleton drive to the hockey game? Oh, Eddie will like this. It's a hockey joke. What did the skeleton drive to the hockey game? A Zamboni. I thank you, Sean. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. (laughs) Till next week. There he goes, Sirius. All right, Weed Man, you want to be my laugh track, Weed Man? I don't get it. All right, all right. Sam Bone E. All right, skeletons. All right, Eddie, I'll bounce the joke off you. You'll bounce it back to me, and I'll give you the punchline. And then uh, at that point, you'll hear this from Danny G. The Gatekeeper of the laugh track, if it's funny. <laughs> if not, you'll hear this. And if it could go either way, then we'll play this. Meow! Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You're going to do that to me? Really? Oh, wow. And uh, Coop's oh, we got have a lot of those jokes. Coop's got his offensive jokes of the week. Here we go. Uh, what do you get when OJ shows up to your hotel room in the morning stepping out of a Lincoln? OJ in the morning, stepping out of a Lincoln. Yeah. I don't know. What do you get? 
a free killer continental breakfast. <laughs> That's from Just Josh. When is the best time to go to the dentist? Uh, the best time to go to the dentist. I don't know, Ben. When is it? Tooth hurdy. Meow. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was from Anthony. Likely Anthony uh, sent that in. Did you hear about the old lady that fell in the well, Eddie? Uh, I did not hear about the old lady that fell in the well. She didn't see that well. Jason in Boston. Thank you, Jason. Well, Red Lobster announced this week that they sell close to 350 million Cheddar Bay biscuits each year, Eddie. It's a lot of biscuits. It's also Bartolo Colon's bucket list. (laughs) 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 Those are pretty good biscuits. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, you can buy them at Costco. I was just going to say, I, I bought a box and made them at home. I, I would be happy eating nothing but Cheddar Bay Biscuits uh, for like a week. I, I could eat. What are you, Terry Francona? Pretty much. Yeah. Yes, yes. How many of those things would you have to eat, the garlic deliciousness of those biscuits, before you got sick of them? There is a breaking point. Everyone's got a tipping point where you wouldn't be able to do it anymore. But how many would you have to go and eat? That'd be a, a if lot. If you eat them with salads, you could go for like two weeks. Man. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, Coop's got his offensive jokes here. Uh, autopsy reports say that it took over four hours to declare Hugh Hefner dead, Eddie. Really? Why is that? Uh, Hefner's heart had stopped, but the Viagra was still working. <laughs> Some Gordon in Tacoma. What you got, Koopa Loop? Anything to bat lead off here? Can we, can we not go with the obvious, though? Well, I'd hope he wouldn't do that. But well, th- all right. Go ahead. Oh, come on. Give me some credit, Eddie. I, I'm... Yeah, okay. He, he said he'd wait off. a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. thank God. Yeah. I have some good ones, though. Okay. Uh, what's worse than waking up from a party with a drawing of a penis on your face? I don't, I don't know. Finding out it was traced. <laughs> who, who sent you that? <laughs> you, you? No, 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 that's a lie. Wow. That's a lie. That's a lie. Meow. That's a lie. That's a lie. You're a liar. You're a liar. All right, stop that. All right, uh, moving on. This is from uh, Adam the Lobster Man. Uh, Adam the Lobster Man. Bartolo Colon was spotted kneeling outside of McDonald's, Eddie. Really? He was taking a knee? Wow, Bartolo. When asked what he was doing, he said that he wanted to pay his respects to the Big Macs that were about to pay the ultimate (laughs) sacrifice. Uh, Weed Man, did you like that one, Weed Man? That was from Adam. Adam, Eddie, drives around at night all over New England delivering lobster. And he he found our show, and he listens at night. Well, thank you for listening. uh, He said we help him get through the night, which is pretty cool. Uh, Under Armour is going to start making shoes for old folks, Eddie. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the Del Curry 65. (laughs) From Adam. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Why is Bartolo Colon not a fan of Danica Patrick? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Why is uh, Bartolo not a fan of Danica? All those uh, T-bone accidents, Eddie. That's uh, <laughs> from Kurt from Earth. Uh, thank you for that, Kurt. Anything else, Coop? Really? Uh, throw something out there right now? I don't know. Do you, do you guys think that I'll have any jokes about uh, the musical legend that passed away this week? Well, uh, yeah, of course you will, yeah. I mean, I don't know that you'd use them, but yeah. Nah, celebrity death jokes are just too petty. 
who uh, I love when he laughs at his own joke. Yeah, oh. it's kind of like when Ben applauds himself. I don't applaud myself. Yeah, I don't. I'm too classy to do that. I'm a professional network radio personality. Why would I clap at my own jokes? That's be- that's beneath me. All right, McDonald's, Eddie, is testing a vegan burger called the McVegan. <laughs> that's a joke, right? That's no, no, I'm not. That's a true story. Oh, God. Actually, it's ironic because they haven't had meat in their burgers in 20 years. <laughs> so that's a, good point. Good point. All right. That's a, we love McDonald's. All right, we're kidding. All right. Uh, it's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Bartolo's taking a knee on that vegan burger, too. <laughs> All right, that was from Mike. Thank you, Mike, for that. Uh, we'll pause for the cause. All right, we'll pause. Weed man, would you eat a vegan burger, weed man? Yes, oh, of yes, course, you're a hippie. I will. All right, stop. All right, we'll have the big finish. These are pretty good. I like the good job by the jokes, uh, the jokesters this week. We'll have plenty more and Coop's even more offensive joke of the week. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. It's been said the Ben Maller Show is the best-kept secret in sports radio. You can help change that. Word-of-mouth advertising is the best advertising. Post about the show on social media and help keep the show growing. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's the director of Derelicts, Ben Maller. All right, back to it. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. These are listener-submitted jokes. And if you would like to send a joke in for next week's show, send it care of the Ben Maller Show, Ben Maller Show at Gmail. Show at gmail.com. And make sure you put jokes in the headline. Well, Dannon dropped Cam Newton as an endorser after he made a joke with a female reporter, Eddie. Yeah, the yogurt people say, uh, see ya. Yeah, it turns out they found out their yogurt has more culture. (laughs) All right, uh, moving on. Uh, How do you wake up Lady Gaga? Uh, I don't know, Ben. How do you wake up Lady Gaga? Poker face. (laughs) Meow. It's from uh, Eek in Roseville. (laughs) Moo. Minnesota. (laughs) Science, hey! Stop. Uh, scientists say we are now in a record-breaking era of monster hurricanes, Eddie. Yeah, it seems like it, doesn't yeah. it? Don't worry, though. It's actually just J.J. Watt's new nickname, so it's okay. Ooh. All right, what you got, Coop? That's it. That's all I got. You got your out of material? All right. Well, well I mean, I've, it's, I, I just, I got, you know, I got it's you. too I, bad. I understand. That's all I can air. All right. Uh, Kenny in Texas says, why will Bartolo Colon never be traded to the Chicago Cubs? Hmm. I don't know, Ben. Why will Bartolo Colon never be traded to the Chicago Cubs? Because then they'd have to play that song, The Chubby Cubby, again. All right. Uh, NBC is paying Megan Kelly $23 million to host a morning talk show that oh. no one is watching, Eddie. That's a bad job by them. He's being called the Pablo Sandoval of television. Huh. Meow. <laughs> How many San Francisco 49er players does it take to unscrew a light bulb? Uh, I don't know, Ben. How many 49er players does it take to unscrew a light bulb? Uh, 23, but 30 if you want them to take a knee. (laughs) I think that was from just Josh. I think that's what he uh, sent in. All right, uh, a couple more here. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Uh, Why do mummies have trouble keeping friends? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why do mummies have trouble keeping friends? Because they're too wrapped up in themselves, Eddie. Hmm. That was from the Sod Father, who's a big fan of yours, Eddie. Good. The Sod Father in Chicago. <laughs> sounded like a serious Sean joke. That did sound like yeah. a serious Sean joke. All right. Uh, why did the Koopaloop invite a, constor- a contortionist to the party? Why did the Koopaloop yeah. invite a contortionist to the party? I have no idea why he would do that. He knew, Eddie, he knew that she would show up double-jointed. Moo. That was from Just Josh. All right, here is the closer. 
You ready for the closer? Here we go. This comes from Adam. Big news. Bartolo Colon is planning on playing hockey after he's done with is baseball. Is that right? Yes, Eddie. You should wow. be very excited. I am. Colon is anticipating an NHL career. He says he's always loved icing. There it is! <laughs> Big Ben's lame jokes of the week! He loves the cake, too, but, you know, the icing, yeah. Well, you can have the cake, but the icing, that really makes the cake. Wouldn't you agree? Like, the icing? Certainly. Uh, that's why cupcakes are so popular. It's not the cu- the cake part. It's the icing part of the, the thing that's so popular. Yeah, but my, my wife will take off the frosting and, like, just eat the frosting. I'm like, that, really? that's not, no, don't do that. It's the combination of the cake and the frosting. Well, it is the combination. But if I had to choose... I give me a you know those little cups of frosting they serve at the they sell at the store. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with that. I just eat the frosting. Cam Newton doing the walk of shame. The walk of shame. We will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. If you thought Cam Newton was going to dodge the poop storm that he was facing this week, you are wrong. You are wrong. The mob that was holding torches and pitchforks the PC mob got their revenge. A pound of flesh, or in this case, a pound of yogurt. Uh, that is what they got. Cam Newton was being battered all day yesterday because of his comments, last a couple of days because of his comments about uh, to a female reporter uh, talking about routes or roots. And uh, sure enough, uh, it followed the script that we've seen so many times before Cam Newton issued a delayed apology for his comment to the uh, female reporter. The uh, Carolina quarterback, a human pinata the past day or so. And if you've not heard this, it is so hokey, uh, so corny, uh, that we need to give it the proper treatment. Now, on this show, when we get something like this, we pull out the, we call it the Romo music. Because it really enhances, it enhances the sound. And uh, the the Romo music was when Romo passed the starting job of the Cowboys to Dakota Prescott and then gave this manifesto. It seemed like a hostage letter that he read off uh, Tony Romo there uh, when he passed the job over to Dakota Prescott. So we we play that music. If you listen to the show, you know we do it. And, And this Cam Newton apology... This is worthy of that. So we have the audio, and uh, Cam Newton, after waiting a day, actually over a day, and this was talked about on many non-sports shows, many non-sports shows, but sure enough, Cam Newton finally dropped on Twitter a apology, and let's give it the proper treatment. After careful thought, I understand that my word choice was extremely degrading and disrespectful uh, to women. And to be honest, that was not my intention. And if you are a person who 
took offense to what I said, I sincerely apologize to you. Uh, I'm a man who tries to be a positive role model in my community and tries to use my platform to inspire others. And I own, I, I take ownership to everything that comes with that. And what I did was extremely unacceptable. Um, I'm a father to two beautiful daughters. And at their age, I try to instill in them that they can do and be anything that they want to be. Uh, the fact that during this whole process, I've already lost sponsors and countless fans, I realized that the joke was really on me. And I've learned a valuable lesson from this. And to the, the, the young people who see this, I hope that you learn something from this as well. Um, don't be like me be better than me and to the reporters to the journalists to the moms super moms to the daughters the sisters and the women all around the world I sincerely apologize and hope that you can find the kindness in your heart to forgive eyes right, so, so that was not uh not uh, hokey or corny at all. Uh, pass the tissues. Does anyone have a tissue? No, we're out of tissues. Uh, all right. So let, you heard the whole thing, the full, the full Monty, uh, as as you, as it is. Uh, so the question is, let's talk about it. Should Cam Newton have apologized? Simple question. I'm going to go no. I, I, this this thing was overblown. We talked about it the other day. This is uh, this is ridiculous. The whole episode's dopey, right? And my thoughts on this, insincere, right, insincere, strong-armed, and might I add, ineffective. Might I add, ineffective as well. Right? If, that, if, if the goal is what I think the goal was, you did not reach the goal. A couple of thoughts. A, I, I know there are some that just worship and, and want to massage Cam Newton's feet and give him a shoulder rub and, and start the bathtub for him. And they are commending this apology. They are saying things like it was sincere and honest and showed great humility. Uh, I don't think he should have apologized. And, and, and I don't think that's how he really felt, by the way. The, the, my sense watching the video, and you heard the audio because you know, it's radio. You can't see it. Uh, this felt choreographed, right? This felt choreographed. This was clearly a crisis, crisis situation from a PR standpoint. Cam Newton's a big deal. He won an MVP award. He's the second highest paid player in the NFL, I believe. So when you're at that level, you have a reputation management team. Uh, I, I felt it was insincere because he doesn't really feel that way. He, he was telling a joke, and uh, it got blown out of proportion. People ran with it, fit their agenda, and they went on and on. And who cares if he feels that way anyway? Maybe he does feel that way. It's, it's a right to feel that way. And it, But if you're going to apologize, I think you're supposed to. I think the book is you're supposed to do it right away. You don't wait 28 hours to apologize. I think that's normally what they tell you. Apologize right away. So I'll say it's more likely than not, it's more likely than not that the public relations advisors of Cam Newton, they wanted to see, how much damage was going to be done. 
and there were likely a lot of uh, messages, text messages going back and forth, and they were debating, okay, uh, how bad is this going to be? Oh, oh, boy, that's bad. All right, so we have to apologize. And then it was like, do we apologize? Does he have a news conference? Uh, does he schedule a last-second news conference to apologize? Does he go on Instagram, social media? Does he do radio, uh, interview somewhere? Does he do a television? Where does he apologize? Where does he apologize? Ultimately, the decision was made to go on social media with a video apology. We played the audio of it. But how many takes do you think that final product provided us? Like, How many times did Cam Newton have to do that? The PR spin doctors before they signed off on it. Like, yeah, that's believable. Where are the outtakes? There had to be some, right? I mean, I, I'm assuming that's not a one-take deal. There were several several sessions where they went over this. Okay, yeah, that's believable. Yeah, that'll, people will buy that. Middle America will buy that. Yeah, moms will buy that. Yeah, sure, they'll believe that. They're, they'll go for that. Like, I, I, that. That's just my sense. Am I being too cynical on this? I don't think I'm being too cynical. I don't. Uh, and B, Cam Newton – the word is strong armed. He was strong darn. He was strong armed to this. He he lost his beloved yogurt sponsorship. Yogurt, the man can't sell yogurt. He's not allowed to. Publicly scolded by Gatorade, and uh, some of these other corporate partners not happy. So this is a damage control situation. But wait, there's more. Conspiracy theory uh, lunatics have chimed in. And, of course, like everything else in America today, they're playing uh, the race card. Uh, they're throwing that out there and claiming that the real reason that Cam Newton lost his yogurt sponsorship is because of racism. No joke. Uh, they're, they're claiming that Cam Newton was really fired because he used the black uh, power sign the other day and that the yogurt companies simply used these comments to uh, cover that up, and they, they use this as an easy avenue to get rid of Cam Newton. Do I buy that? No. Do you buy that? Maybe you do, but I don't buy that. Who buys yogurt? Who, who are the people buying yogurt? I This might be offensive, and maybe you'll call me a misogynist. I believe more women buy yogurt than men. Is that an outrageous statement? Am I making that up? Is that shocking? Right. So, yeah, listen, these, these comments, the, the main problem, Cam Newton, he had two problems. Right? He had two problems. He told a joke that that did not go over well. And uh, and then it got picked up and it fit the uh, the agenda of the mainstream media and they ran with it right they ran with it they went nuts on it. so the, the last thing now my advice to Cam Newton and he should have he should have talked to me I give great advice wonderful advice my advice to Cam Newton would have been to say nothing sometimes it is better to just stay quiet. To avoid making the situation worse, and then you you try and you give a, a lengthy explanation. In this case, an apology. And the reason Cam Newton should not have apologized is because those people that were triggered by Cam's comments initially, the smart ones aren't buying his apology because it wasn't sincere, right? So the the people he was trying to apologize to, the ones that were really upset, they don't buy the apology because they realize what was going on here. The people who were not offended say what a dope cam newton is for apologizing right not you know you didn't need to apologize for that it was an overreaction and then those people that were unaware of this entire episode some of them will be dragged down the the spider hole 
And they'll then say, what, what did Cam say? Why do you apologize? What's this all about? So the Ben Maller Show on Fox, on Fox. And we say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia. I think my favorite part about the Cam Newton apologies was that he never actually apologized to the, to to the, the woman. I know. <laughs> he never well, said that, her name. Now they they dug nothing. up. Uh, they they went through her tweets. I know. Five I was it, it five years ago or four something? or five years ago? Yes. Yeah, she, Racist. A, uh, KKK member. I learned from Twitter. She's a Klan member uh, because of those tweets. Clearly, aren't now the uh, when you go see a you like comedy, Eddie. I like comedy. Couldn't sure. you call every comedian? Most of them do racial humor, don't they? Does that mean they're racist? I don't know. I no, I would say no. No, all right. I don't know what. Where's the line though? I want to know what the line. Like, I, I've seen a bunch of comedians. A lot of them do. They uh, they poke and prod, which I don't mind. Do you have, do you have a problem when I mean, you see a, a comedy show, Eddie? Do you, are you are deeply offended by that kind of comedy? Usually not, no. Well, she's not a stand-up comedian, but uh, that was pretty good. It's like, well, you see your tweets? You think Cam Newton had any idea about those tweets when this went down? You think Cam was fully aware of those uh, those tweets? No, I don't think it matters. This was payback? No, it didn't. No. No, nobody cares about that, although she did apologize for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is she going gonna to lose her job? No, she can't. That, no, she can't lose her job. Hey, did you see this? This is a wild story out of Kansas City. Did you see the Terrell Pryor follow-up story? The, uh, uh, no. Now, Pry- remember, Pryor got caught giving the bird. It was on right. TMZ. And he, he said someone had used the N-word. Yes, person. that was his defense. And, you know, it fit, fit the uh, you know, agenda. This is why we're taking a knee. Well, here's a little bit of a problem. The Kansas City Chiefs claim that they have investigated this. Uh, and uh, they, uh, they claim they have not found any... Any uh, evidence to uh, back up the claims of Terrell Pryor? That's a bit of a problem, isn't it? A, a spokesman, a VP of communications for the Chiefs, uh, said that the Washington Redskins did not make anyone from the Chiefs aware of this particular incident. Pryor made it seem like they did. Uh, the people uh, at Arrowhead, according to the Chiefs on the sidelines, did not see, uh, see uh, any of this. Uh, or before the game, or as far as they know, no one from the league office was called in uh, to aid during or after the game. There was no incident or report from the stand uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs. This Hmm. sounds very similar to the Adam Jones story, where Adam Jones said somebody had said something, uh, the N-word in Boston, and uh, no one in the crowd backed him up on that. And then when the police went to ask him about the incident. He, You're talking Adam Jones, the baseball yeah, player. Yeah, the baseball yeah. player for the Orioles. Yeah, and then when the police talked to Adam Jones, he left that part out of the story. When police asked what happened, they didn't, he didn't so go into You're detail. saying Terrell Pryor may have done this to avoid getting fined by the NFL? Uh, I, I, well, that, the, the early report from the Chiefs is that, uh, that there's nothing to back up his claim. No one from the Redskins said anything. No one from the NFL uh, no one that was working in the game. Uh, and so if that's the case, yeah, th- could you see a scenario where it's like, hey, listen, I got caught. I won't get fined. So here we go. That's the ultimate. Is it, is it possible? Trump yes. Card? It's, yes, it's possible. Okay. All right. Well, don't you, I, I mean, I don't, are they, are they that twisted? Do you think if you're at a stadium and someone's, you know, yelling that word, 
are we I'm pretty a, sure I would. Uh, I'm pretty sure it would be well, no noticed one, by somebody. Are we uh, living in a uh, world where that maybe we're wrong, Eddie, and no one would say anything? That's uh, that's just the way it is. I don't think so. I believe that's you mean, the case. You mean nobody like any fans around that, or fan. people that work at the stadium or anything like that. They would just be, oh, okay, that's fine. I got it. Now, the NFL is saying they're investigating. Is this one of those stories? It's like the Michael Bennett story. Michael Bennett was paraded around as a hero uh, for, the, for people, and then we found out he was lying, and then uh, NBC uh, massaged his feet. Uh, they did a, a puff piece softball interview with him. Didn't even mention the fact that he lied about that incident. Does this, I, does this I, just I don't disappear? Think that, yeah, I don't think this goes anywhere okay. from here. Probably, so, so now we know that's, you know, you – all right, this is this is my problem. Eddie. I, I don't know the, the Chiefs. That's their initial statement. Maybe maybe there'll be some video that'll come up that will prove that this did happen. But there are incidents that uh, these things happen, and then when you when you bring this stuff up when it doesn't happen, it's like you, you're crying wolf, and then people just ignore all of these things. Which is a isn't that a problem, Eddie? I would think that's a problem. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think in the current climate that we have that anybody's ignoring these types of things. They're all going to be stories if somebody says. Well, no, but it's like no one. A lot of people is like, well, if if he's, it's like the Red Sox position with Adam Jones was, well, if he said it happened, it happened. But the the Chiefs have taken apparently a different perspective because they're saying, well, we investigated and no one, there's nothing to back up these claims here. So they've taken a, a, a different position. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. If you would like to be part, the number. Is and I'll give it out once an hour. It's eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. We're also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities, and uh, we'll do that as well. And we have the Coop Scoop on entertainment. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must visit destination on the social network. Like our page at Facebook.com. Slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it is Ben Maller. And we will have the Coop Scoop on entertainment coming up here momentarily. Momentarily. All right, tweets coming in here at Ben Maller. Uh, Josh says, just Josh, I'd like to see the blooper outtakes from Cam's apology video. Uh, you know he was probably cracking up. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a. I, I'm assuming that was not the first take, uh, and that they went over it a several times and like, okay, that's not believable. I gotta say that line. Uh, pause a little more there. Okay, yeah, put a little more emphasis on those words. Absolutely, that is what you have to do. No question about it. We are on Twitter at Ben Maller. That is at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. If you would uh, like, is the baseball playoffs continuing today? Today, we got baseball playoff action all day long into the night. And where is the money? I always like to follow where the money is. Now, typically, the, the favorites get the uh, the cash on their side, but the the matchups you've got the Cubs and the Nationals. That's the first game of the day. Actually, no, that's not the first game. The Red Sox game. The Red Sox and the uh, Astros, the first game of the day. Uh, and Drew Pomerantz and Dallas Keuchel, the matchup in that. Check this out. 91% of the cash right now is on the Astros. Overwhelming. 91% in favor of Houston winning that game. So the gamblers are all over that. 
Uh, no numbers posted yet on the Indians game with the Yankees. Sabathia against Corey Kluber in that matchup. I would think that the Indians are going to be like minus 230 or something like that in that game. Uh, and then the National League, you've got Strasburg versus Hendricks, the Nationals and the Cubs, and where's the money? That's even. That's even. There's a lot of Cub money, and it's only slightly more in favor of the Washington Nationals and Steven Strasburg. And then the, the late game, the great Taiwan Walker. He's just like Randy Johnson uh, against Clayton Kershaw Who? at Dodger Stadium. And Kershaw's a minus 250 favorite. We mentioned Kershaw's been favored his last 166 starts, and no different here. 90% on the Dodgers to take game one, to take game one. All right, right now, let's get to Hollywood, the Coop Scoop on entertainment. Here we go. Justin Coop. All right, Ben. Now, there's a couple things going on in the world of entertainment. Uh, first, an, an update on a Netflix show that I've been looking forward to a lot. Uh, the Punisher, which is the next uh, installment in the you know Marvel Universe as far as Netflix goes, it is being delayed uh, because of the Las Vegas uh, massacre. Um, there's a lot of uh, guns and shootings in, in this show, so they feel that uh, now is not the appropriate time to release it. Really? Yeah, I know. Aren't, aren't we all smart enough to understand that these are separate situations? Yeah, I yes. mean, this is a TV show. Thank you, Eddie. They, they've I, done I, this before, this kind of stuff before, though. Hollywood does this a lot. Yeah, and but like my my take on it is is if you're going to be watching the the Punisher, you know you, what you're exactly, watching. Exactly. You you know what it's what it involves. They're, like you, you've seen trailers. There's guns. It's not like. You're like shocked by it and like, oh, I'm I'm traumatized now. So, Plus, but- you literally have to go push a button to watch it. It's not like it's just being on <laughs> network TV and you like stumble across it and be like, oh, what is this? Right. They it- should just do a disclaimer like we do and then put it on. That's it. Exactly. Uh, now, also uh, premiering this, and this is uh, it's it's going to be a short edition of uh, Coop Scoop Entertainment. But oh, premiering- come on, Coop! I need the full edition here. But. This is this is something that you might be interested in, Ben. Okay. And I know it's something yeah. I'm really excited about. Uh, premiering on HBO on Saturday, so tomorrow, at 8 p.m., is a documentary, Spielberg. I don't know if you've seen the previews for it, but they've been showing them on HBO over the past couple of weeks. Obviously, it's an in-depth look at Steven Spielberg and one of the most prolific great directors of our time and and i'm really excited to see this lots of interviews with all the stars that he's worked with over the years including interviews with himself so that's something to uh, check out and uh, uh blade runner 2049 i'm gonna go check it out yeah blade runner 2049 i've never seen the original they're looking blade at runner, 50 so. plus million dollars uh, for their opening that's coop scoop entertainment blade runner with 249 yeah it? yeah what who's who's in that again harrison ford harrison ryan ford? ryan gosling are you going to go see it this Jared week? Jared Leto. Yeah, I think I might really? go see it, yeah. I love the original Blade Runner. You're going to miss the uh, the college football, the NFL? There's really not any good college football games on this weekend, I don't think. Do you? It depends on what you bet on. Oh, I see. Well, I don't bet on them, so I don't care. Okay. All right, yeah, I'll check them out. I'll, uh, I'm watching the baseball playoffs, too. I know, are you going to watch any of that? Yeah, probably. Have you seen It, by the way? Have the movie no, it? still haven't not? seen It. No, I've not seen that. There's another Lego movie out right now. I didn't know that. Uh, Ninjago. <laughs> My nephew is into it. I I learn. I know about all this stuff because of him. He's eight well, years what, old. What, what, they're just like it's it's like an assembly line of Lego movies now. They're just uh, nonstop, right? 
flood the market with Lego movies. They make money, apparently. And and the Lego, the cool thing about the Lego brand is they've associated themselves with just about every possible thing you can do, right? I mean, Star Wars, yeah, uh, just like yeah. You know, dump trucks. You can do a movie about Lego dump trucks. You know, you just go on. All right, so Ben Mather, Sean Fox. Now here's the deal: we are going to play Balderdash, and so do we need two people for this or one person? We need one person. Okay. I, I need a contestant. Here's the number, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369 if you would like to be part. And you got to call quick here because we don't have a lot of time for this. And then Coop's going to go through the phone calls and we'll line them up. Right now, though, as you listen to the to Fox Sports Radio and the Ben Mather Show, let's get the latest from Eddie Garcia. Eddie? All right, we've got postseason baseball to update you on, including uh, the opening game of both American League Division Series. Let's start in Houston, where the Astros beat the Red Sox 8-2. to Jose Altuve, three home runs, all solo shots. He's the 10th player ever to hit three home runs in a postseason game, helping to support Justin Verlander, who pitched well and remained undefeated since joining Houston in a trade. And Chris Sale, his first postseason start was a forgettable one as he took the loss, so the Astros grabbed that 1-0 series lead. Same goes for the home team the uh, in the other ALDS. That would be the Indians. They beat the Yankees 4-0 by starting pitcher Trevor Bauer. He had a no-hitter near the sixth inning, finished with six and two-thirds shutout innings, allowed two hits on eight strikeouts. Jay Bruce had a two-run homer, drove in three in all. Again, Indians grabbed the 1-0 series lead. Week five of the NFL got underway with a Thursday night game in Tampa Bay with the Patriots. Weren't impressive, but they got the job done, beating the Buccaneers 19-14. Tampa Bay did have a shot at the very end to try and win it. From the 19-yard line, Jameis Winston tossed a pass into the end zone. It fell incomplete that end of the game. And their kicker, Nick Folk, might be looking for a new job. He was 0-3 for 3 on field goals. He makes his field goals. They win. Meanwhile, Steven Gutzkowski for New England was 4-4 for 4 in the field goal department. Tom Brady had a touchdown pass. New England's 3-2. Tampa Bay drops to two and two. This report brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Also, one game in college football battle of top 25 teams out of the ACC. Number 24, NC State was a winner over 17th ranked Louisville, 39 to 25. All right, very good. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. On Fox, as we come to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm I'm sure. You think uh, our guy Weedman's going to go to the – let me see if he's there. Are you still there, Weedman? Yeah, I love you. uh, Yeah, all right. (laughs) right. Jose Altuve going to get a Reggie bar? Well, I don't know. There's an outdated reference, yes. The Reggie bar. He's gonna get that. No, you, we, 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 man, you should go to Applebee's. They got one dollar margaritas here in October. You should go. Hey, to, Applebee's. Oh. <laughs> 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 I was reading this story. They're Applebee's. They're they have one one dollar margaritas because they want to remind people that they also that's also a bar. <laughs> All of October, well, Eddie. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll get them in. And, uh, what can possibly go wrong no, with one dollar margaritas? Nothing. That is a win, Holy win, smokes. win, win, win situation, is it not? All right. Let's uh, say hello to Ryan in Portland. We'll get to Balderdash. Oh, he's our champ. Oh, well, we will get to Ryan. Ryan, you're going to play? All right, let's play the music. Then we'll just get to the game then. Here we go. Let's do it. And now, it's just what you've been waiting for. It's Ben's Balderdash. What the hell is this? Formerly known as something we're not allowed to say. Hit it. 
All right, Ryan is back. He's back again, our champ. An impressive performance last week. And uh, hello, Ryan. Back to back to back to back to back. Hey, man. What's going on? Ryan, you, you ready to do this? Yeah? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, tell the guy in Toronto who's not near Beaver Dam what you do for a living. Uh, tonight I'm driving Uber. Yeah. Anybody pulling up for an Uber right about now? Are you uh, you okay to play the game? Oh, I'm done for the night, yeah. Oh, you're done. Yeah. Any crazy people in your Uber? No, nothing, nothing good to report. Okay. Can you make something up? No? Right. Uh, yeah, I had uh, Phylexis from, you know, wherever with seven toes. She was wild. Uh, it's eight toes from Rochester. Eight toes, yeah. yeah. The eight-toed drag queen from Rochester, yeah. Brother. Although I haven't talked to Alexis in a while. Maybe it's down to seven toes. I don't know. All right. A very good Ryan. You're our champ. You will go against. Let's see here. Who is Ryan going to go against? Let's try Will, who's in Southern California. Hello, Will. Hello. You ready to do this, Will? Yes, sir. All right. And, Will, I would like you to tell the person listening in Grass Valley, California, also not near Beaver Dam, uh, what you do for a living. Uh, I work for UPS. UPS? What can Brown do for you? That's not their slogan anymore, though, right? They got rid of that? Didn't they get rid of that? That's something else? Yeah, I think they got rid of that. Yeah. All right. I'm stuck in the past. All right. Well, very good. We have Will and Ryan, and let's get the game started, gentlemen. Is this from our buddy Anthony in Anaheim? No, it's not. No. Uh, from Coop. All right. From Coop. So he can't be a lifeline. Yeah, Anthony was complaining that we didn't give him credit the last couple weeks. So now I gave him credit, and he did not write the question. I should say that he one category he, is from, he from him. He inspired one category. All right, the categories are alumni association. That's category number one, alumni association. Category number two is heroes. And category number three, rule of three, rule of three. Uh, and uh, Ryan, where do you want to go? Ryan. Uh, alumni association. All right, I will name the athlete. You tell me the college that they went to. Do you understand? Everyone understand? Yes? Okay. Here we go. For $200, Michael Jordan. Ryan. Ryan. North Carolina. Correct. I name the athlete. You tell me the cause they went to. Michael Vick. Ryan. Ryan. Virginia Tech. Correct again. For $600. Sam... Bradford. Ryan. Ryan. Oklahoma. Again. One after another, lining them up in a Will, row. Will, can you test your buzzer, please? Will. Yeah, All right, that's working. buzzer of the week, though. Can we get him a better buzzer? Can you yell your name, Will? Will. That's still weak. All right, uh, $800, Jay Cutler. Ryan. Ryan. Vanderbilt. Strong. Man. All right. This is no fun if you're just going to answer all the. Will, would you you want to try to answer some of these, Will? I would love to. All right. $1,000. I name the athlete. You tell me where they went to college, at least for a little bit. DeMar DeRozan. Ryan. Ryan. USC. Wow. Goodness. Okay. Smell a blowout. This will be a one-segment game. 
Can we get Cowboy on the phone right now? All right, here we go. Let's uh, let's go to Heroes. Category number two, Heroes. Every team in this category left a professional sport to join uh, the the military at a time of war. So every every athlete. Uh, there you go. All right, here we go. Two hundred dollars after getting drafted by the Cardinals in nineteen. 19- Ryan. Ryan. Pat Tillman. Correct. All right. Four hundred dollars. It's like me just asking Ryan questions. That's pretty much what's going on right now. Are, are you okay, Will? Is everything all right with you? I'm good. I'm good. You sure. Yeah, I had to. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to pick on you, Will, but I mean, I, I like competition. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah. All right. How do you think Ryan's doing? He's doing great. He's doing great. How do you think you're doing? Uh, he hasn't answered a question wrong yet. That's true. Do you like sports? I love sports. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, let's keep let's just give him one. and, and uh, I feel like he's going to get this next one. No, okay. I don't this think so. Any, I don't All think right. so. Again, Heroes the Category. You're listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. You can play along with these games. God knows you're probably doing at least as well as Will. Uh, here we go. Let's do it right now for $400. This Hall of Famer put his career on hold in his prime so that he could serve his country. He is known best, though, for winning nine World Series. Ryan. Ryan. Yogi Berra. No! No, he got it wrong! He got it wrong! (laughs) And, And here we go, Will. I'll repeat the question. This Hall of Famer put his career on hold in his prime so that he could serve his country. He is known best for winning nine World Series titles and shacking up with Hollywood starlet Marilyn Monroe. Oh, come on, uh, Will. Come on. Derek Eaton. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, no, you didn't say that. Oh, my God, Will. Don't know. He would have been with a corpse if that had been Derek Eaton. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Will. Well, Ben Jeter is a pimp. Oh, my. What, did he go to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery for a date? Uh, my God. What the wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> not quite as bad as Kirsten Palmer, who uh, cut two people's heads off. This but might close. Be, this might but be close. worse, Eddie. Close. All right, that's it. I'm calling the game. I'm calling the game right now. Will Derek they, Jeter won nine World Series, will, too. That's will, will, do you know who Marilyn Monroe is? You, you don't, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, who is who is Marilyn Monroe? Who is Marilyn Monroe? What? What's that? She was an actress. I know that. Yeah. All right. And and like what? When do you think was her heyday, Marilyn Monroe? When do you think here? Oh, I had to be like the fifties. The nineteen. Oh yeah, I mean, it was the the nineteen fifties. Yeah. Uh, when do you think Marilyn Monroe died? When do you think she died? Just throw it out uh, there. Probably before Jeter, probably like the yeah. 80s, 70s, uh, uh, No, how about the 60s? How about 1962? How about that? You like that? Uh, Derek Jeter was born in 1974. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Uh, well, Will, uh, thank you. You were so bad, you were good. Uh, you were so terrible, you were wonderful. And that will that will live on, Will, when you listen to the show. We will play that in a medley of sound bites to have fun. So I'll love it. Yeah. All right. He's, he's very happy. Will's very happy. He'll become famous because of that. And uh, thank you, Will. And uh, Ryan, all you do is win, man. That's all you do. Another win for you and another golden ticket. 
Congrats. Thanks, man. I'm going to go watch some Derek Jeter war videos. <laughs> I got a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. He's a fighter pilot, I believe, in well, World War II. Yeah, in, uh, in fairness to Will, I mean, Jeter did uh, pretty much sleep with everyone when he played for the Yankees, so I guess maybe he got bored and thought, uh, I'll do some other stuff. That's why he has all that hand yeah. sanitizer. <laughs> wow. right. uh, I need to hear that again. Yeah. We'll make sure we play that back. Here's, that, here's uh, the Carson Palmer clip, by the way. It's, yeah, for that is now in competition with this. With All Will. right, uh, former Heisman winner from USC. He killed two people, cut their heads off. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. We'll compare and contrast. You know, this is worthy of a Twitter poll. This is worthy of a Twitter, uh, a Twitter poll. All right, so we'll get to that. And Cowboys Corner, we'll do it all, and we'll do it next. And shacking up with Hollywood starlet Marilyn Monroe. Oh, come on, oh. Will. Come on. Derek Eaton. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, no, you didn't say that. Oh, my God. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping. Post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Some of the stupidest stuff in the world happens on this show, and uh, that was an example <laughs> right there. And you can vote if you go to my Twitter feed, the Better Radio Game Show Blooper. Our friend UPS Will, who on Balderdash moments ago uh, thought that uh, De- Derek Jeter had been shacking up with Marilyn Monroe, which would have been just amazing. Uh, and and it- don't forget the category was guys who – who paused yeah. their career to fight in war. Yeah, that makes it even better. That makes it even better. And then you had Carson Palmer. The the O.J. Carson Palmer things. it sounds a little better only because of the fact that it was it was rapid fire. Like this, you got to hear the whole question to get the context. But if you've been listening, and right now, Eddie, we've had a change in the vote. Derek Jeter has gone way ahead with Marilyn Monroe. They are, they are dominating right now. You know, I'm going to change the vote. You know why? Play the Carson Palmer OJ thing right now. If we can play that again, we'll get some votes for Carson Palmer and OJ. We'll get some votes for those. Uh, but but right now, 64% of the early pr- voting, not all precincts are reporting in, but they are voting for Jeter and Marilyn Monroe right now. Very, I would say competitive, but it, it was competitive at the start, but not right now. People love what's new and fresh. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, do we have the uh, – all right, here's the Carson Palmer. Here's the Carson Palmer. All right, uh, former Heisman winner from USC. He killed two people, cut their heads off. Oh, yeah. Carson Palmer. Uh, uh, what? 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 Carson Palmer. No, 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 you idiot. Uh, all right, pass. All right, and, and the great thing is he said it twice. Like, he, and you, the first time he said it, he wasn't that sure, but then he doubled down on it again. Like, he – that was, was great. And then, then we've got Will with, with Derek Jeter. And Marilyn Monroe. Well, wherever Will is right now, I'm assuming he's probably wishing he was sleeping. Uh, and I don't know what kind of bed Will has, but I recommend a sleep number bed. That is what I recommend. Now now that it's fall, falls in the air, life is more hectic than ever. That's why I care, and you should care as well, about getting the best quality sleep that you can. And it's why I love, and you'll love too, sleep number beds. Now, to be your best during the day or in our case at night, you can't afford mediocre sleep. See, I sleep during the day. So it says here mediocre night sleep, but I'm a day sleeper. I work overnight radio. I sleep during the day. You can't afford sleep number. You you can't afford bad sleep, but you can't afford sleep number. The sleep number bed 
allows you to choose your ideal comfort and support on each side. It is the perfect bed for couples. Now, I love getting into sleeping in a bed. When I get into the bed, I usually, it's at 100. I set, leave it at 100, and then I like that the the setting of the bed and you kind of settle into the position where the bed's supposed to be when you're sleeping. It's just great. Now, the, the newest beds are so smart, they will actually sense your every move and automatically adjust so you, you stay uh, sleeping comfortably throughout the night. The top technology out, that's out there, the kind of stuff, if you're like my age when you were a kid, you heard this kind of stuff was coming, and you said, oh, no, I'm not, I don't believe that. They're just All those astronauts just drink Tang. That's all they do. They don't. Uh, this stuff's not actually going to happen. Well, sure enough, here we are. You've lived long enough where the bed will actually sense your every move. And they even adjust for snoring. Pretty sure your bed does not do that. Pretty sure it does not do that. Now, my sleep number setting is 50. Sleep number beds cost about the same as a traditional mattress. They last twice as long. And 91% of owners of sleep number beds recommend them. And right now, do not miss their amazing offer, right? Uh, Take up to $600 off plus special financing plus free home delivery. This ends on Monday. Again, $600 off, up to $600 off. Special financing, free home delivery ends on Monday. You're only going to find Sleep Number at any of the 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find the one nearest you. Go over to sleepnumber.com. Be sure to tell them that Ben Maller sent you. Let's cowboy up on the Ben Maller Show. Cowboy John Brad. 5.52 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Friday, October 6, 2017. Happy uh, 62nd birthday to my cousin, Tony Dungy. And uh, tomorrow, uh, John Mellencamp will be 66 and Jose Cardinal, 74. Move. And um, we should dedicate this to that great forward thinker, uh, Cam Newton. And uh, uh, 56 yeah. years ago today, one of my favorite boyhood cartoons, the... Uh, Hathaway starring Jack Weston, Peggy Cass. This guy's a terrorist? Who? That debuted on uh, ABC. Speak to people Monday morning. We're buying. There you go. Hey, how much money do you think Cam Newton actually lost? I didn't see that anywhere. Like, how much do you think he was actually getting paid by Dan and Yogurt? It must have been a good amount of money. He was on those commercials for a while. It was a national ad campaign. Wouldn't you like to know? I'm curious. I want to know how much money he was actually getting paid. Hey, it's been a fun week. It's been a good week. I guess we'll do it again next week. Why not? Uh, Outkick the coverage warming up. Thanks for listening. Outkick the coverage warming up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.